ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the IBHM Podcast. I'm your host, Arizona Verse. With me, my dude and co-host, Dick Popo. I'm black, he's Mexican, and now that we got that out the way, welcome to our show. It is a podcast about nothing in particular. We got a lot of shit to talk, but before any and all of that, if you want to chime in, our email is imblackheesmexican at gmail.com. This is true. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, live on Spreecast. All of that. Search I'm Black, He's Mexican. You can find us on all of your social media outlets, including Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, WordPress, mm-hmm. Vine. Yeah, I, I, I just found out about this one. Yes, sir. Simply add IBHM Podcast in appropriate spot. And if you don't want to do any of that, just head over to our website, IBHMPodcast.com. You can find all of our social media links there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to hit me up, my main source of social media fuckery is Tumblr. You can find me at a different state of black.tumblr.com. If you want to holler at Dick Popo, his main source of social media fuckery is... I fucks with the Tumblrs, I fucks with the Instagrams. My Instagram names is at SoPapo, S-O-U-L-P-A-P-O. So fabulous. So please say hello. <laughs> yes, sir. And it is official. We finally got the uh, website set up to IBHMPodcast.com. So uh, it's newly revamped. You can go over there and check it out. We got a lot of new stuff over there, including our uh, Tumblr feeds, our Instagram feeds we got all the links where you can find all of our different sites since everything we're, since we're some social media whores yeah. <laughs> i've been a little sleeping though I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you like i haven't even i mean yes that's what we fuck with then or maybe just no one's been blowing me up and i just i've been just hiding in the shell yeah yeah because y'all don't come say hello and fuck <laughs> the motherfucker he's sensitive y'all real sensitive <laughs> and we got a, a videos gallery page too if you hover mm-hmm. over the home page there's um, a video gallery where a lot of the videos that mm-hmm. we bring up on the show that we ha- uh, we post on there. We got uh, the Clapping for the Wrong Reasons short film on there. We got the Brown Skin and Glasses promo video, which is absolutely fucking hilarious. If Check you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, Bound 3. Uh, we got fucking Stephanie Tanner from Full House getting turned up. And, that uh, that should have me that should have me going ridiculous. And really quickly, <laughs> Bound. If y'all have seen the Kim oh, Kardashian yes. version, understand this. Bound three is Seth Rogen and James Franco doing a reimagining, but filming that shit uh, shot for shot. And it's fucking ridiculous. Yes. And then we just added this morning. Popo just put me up on this uh, nigga turtles. <laughs> And, uh, what it's called. It's called Naked Turtles. And, uh, it is fucking hilarious. And we got the first three episodes also on our video gallery page. So check that out. Shout out to my buddy, Master Bruce. He put Uh. me, he put me onto that. And it's hilarious. And I take my Ninja Turtles very seriously. So when I saw this shit, you know, but y'all check it out. Y'all be the judge. (laughs) And speaking of shout outs, uh, we have some shout outs real quick. And actually, my fucking, when I gotta hop back on Facebook because, uh, the shit just went. It didn't show the new um, likes for Facebook. It looks like it didn't upload it. Let me hop over here. I got uh, the Evernote. Uh, real quick, our new Facebook likes. Oh. Um, shots out to Fade Hansen, who just liked us recently. 
And um, I don't remember if we shot it out. Nathan Smith uh, from looks like three weeks ago. I don't remember if we shot him out. Um, mm. If not, another fucking shout out. What it do, son? That's uh, Nate Smooth. Uh, he's following me on a couple different is sites. It, is, is it the guy we're talking about on Instagram? Yeah, we was just talking about him on uh, Instagram. Looks like a uh, dude is going to school for audio engineering. So oh, I had to holla, show some yeah. motherfucking love. Seriously, you know. fellow music nerd. Well, yeah. Yes, sir. Fellow, fellow music nerd. Fellow yeah. audio Musiker, engineer. Audio so. engineer. And um, also shout out to uh, Tim Hodges, who um, I had an interesting debate with on our Facebook page, and um, he's a cool dude. He's uh, I hope he knew he was arguing with you, and I and I went, uh, <laughs> and yeah, that was Arizona verse that he was talking. Oh, I'm pretty sure he oh, was aware. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was aware because what we were talking about was off of something that I brought up on the previous oh, okay, episode. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he knew he was talking to me. Because I think we have when we, cause when, we t- when we touched on it, because there's a reference to the King James Bible in there. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't too sure because I remember. I think I made the alien connection, but then you. I think I, don't, I elaborated on it. I, I don't. I don't even know. Either I, way, it scared me, and but I really enjoyed <laughs> it though, and I, I, I want to speak to people on matters of that nature. Yes, sir. And uh, a couple more shout outs. Uh, shout out uh, to Karen, aka Say That Again. Say from that the, again. She's the co-host from the Black Guy Who Tips, who uh, she follows us on Twitter and Podomatic now. That is what is up. And that is dope, because they are like the top fucking comedy podcast on Podomatic, and for her to be uh, fucking with us lowly uh, podcasters down well, here, I appreciate it. You've been sucking enough dick, I think, for both <laughs> of us, and honestly, it's about damn time, and thank you, Karen. <laughs> So, uh, shouts out to her, and then also shouts out to the comedian Corey Holcomb, who uh, you guys might know yeah. him from Wildin' Out fame. He's one of my favorites. He is following us on Twitter, y'all. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't say much, because he's following like 34,000 I mean, fucking people, but I still feel incredible yeah. that someone famous is also following us. Right, yo. Yes, hello, 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 hello. And then also, I wanted to do a quick uh, another shout. Lots of fucking shout outs. Uh, I want to do another shout out to uh, the homie uh, this is Zach. Cool what? How do you pronounce his last name? Wex- it's Wexler? Reckler. Okay, what you just said. I want to. <laughs> Since we're, if we're gonna put his full government on there, Zachariah. Zachariah Rector. That's the brother at this. Oh, shout out to Strict Nine Productions. Strict Nine, Strict yes, Nine. sir. Uh, I want to give him a shout out. Who uh, he made a dream of mine come true recently. I had posted on Facebook not too long ago that I decided to live every day as if it is a situational comedy. Every day with no regard of consequence, embedded with the laugh track, and this man put me up on the pocket sitcom app where I can do just that. So I want to thank him for that. So I'm gonna give you a quick round of applause. Round of applause. Yeah, I just made a dick joke. Yeah, and there, there, there's my fans. Oh, you got a dick joke on that way? Oh no, 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 no! I just, as if I just had said a dick joke, I would imagine that out of nowhere, out of nowhere, you would from hear the heavens. God, I knew he was with me. God's <laughs> fucking with me. Oh, oh Jesus, I knew so it. So shout out to him for that. I, I, I fucking appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um, let me see. A couple, two more, uh, I guess, sadder shout outs real quick. Uh, Still a shout out nonetheless. Nonetheless, uh, rest in peace to uh, Paul Walker, the star of the Fast and Furious series who died in a car accident. And somewhere in there, there is a horrible joke. But I won't go there. I just leave well, I almost there. feel like we should because for those who don't who aren't familiar who Paul Walker is, he's yeah. the pretty white boy in the movie Fast and so Furious. So pretty, so pretty. 
And I'll be honest with you, I fell in love with them the moment that I seen the, the Arizona license. No, actually, no. <laughs> I fell in love when I saw the Arizona license play in the back of his Eclipse on the first Fast and the Furious oh, movie where he was testing out at the beginning. I didn't That's even notice that. when I felt like, just, you know, shout out to the state. Yeah. All right. And then uh, last shout out, uh, rest in peace. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, what's up? No, no. Oh, you got something else? No, I, I'm asking you. What, oh, what was this joke about? Oh, I wasn't going to go there. You know, no? you know, Fast and Furious, he died in a car accident. I mean, it's like, it, it, the it's, irony is it's, there. It's iron. Yeah. Because I, I heard, and if, I mean, might as well fucking talk about it. Yeah, yeah. He apparently had some sort of a street legal car that yeah. was damn near close to a NASCAR shit. Is that uh, what it was? See, and I didn't follow the rest of the story. I saw that he died. And at first I thought it was because Twitter kills someone every fucking day. I'm right. pretty sure if I hop on Twitter right now, fucking uh, somebody else is yeah. dead right now. You know, you're right. I almost thought it was a promo for the next Fast and yeah. Furious. And you know, and it is because aren't they, isn't there a new movie coming I think out? there's a new one. Coming Bro. out. Okay, my conspiracy theory is just kind of jumping on there. We keep going though. Dun, dun. But uh, yeah, I just I thought it was fucked up. He died in a car accident. I didn't further research it. I just. But what's the joke though? No joke. I just know there's a horrible joke in there, but I wasn't gonna. Yeah, oh. I didn't come up with one. Oh, I just I know there's a horrible joke oh, in there. Oh, you're, you're giving <laughs> us dots for us to connect. Well, yeah, so, yeah. I let you guys come up with a horrible joke, and you could paste uh, put that on our Facebook uh, dot com slash ibhm podcast. See, now so, that's just right. mean because you're like setting them up to be to talk, be talk shit about. But I thought you actually had a funny joke. No, I that, didn't have a joke. Actually, I mean, I might as well because I'm I'm, I'm Papa and whatnot. Um, Dick Papa. Yeah, they they actually he actually. I mean, he was such, people loved him. I, I was you know I don't know yeah. what it is that got me caught into the wind of that shit. I didn't investigate too deeply because yeah. I, I heard some from one motherfucker saying that they think it was a drone strike that hit him. Oh I shit you God. not. Which actually um, puts me on to another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, did you know that Amazon wants to use drones to deliver yeah, shit? I almost put that in the notes for the show, but now that you bring it up, might as well. Yeah, I saw that. I don't know how I feel about that. So, mind you, we already have the technology. It's been doing that. We've been killing motherfuckers this way. And who knows if that thing is true, but uh, Paul Walker did pass away. Hmm. And I earned, I learned an interesting fact. Um statutory rape doesn't abide to him and there is apparently it was, he was with some 16 year old when yeah. once the first when he once he got famous off the fast first ass and fierce yeah, yeah. fell in love with her he married her legitly she was legal by that time but yeah yeah you know, he got himself a little you know, he's on that r kelly shit but he's such a nice guy though that it was okay and you, he's you, white you, that's you, what it is you put a dark black man <laughs> in the mix that motherfucker be in jail real quick real, well r yeah. kell's barely messed barely out on it. that yeah and, and uh, she actually shouts out to r kelly because he has a new album coming out i think it's called black black panties, panties i think so something like that and the little yeah. lady gaga gave him a little boost so you know there's yeah. some connection there but um who's next on the bucket list uh, actually, also rest in peace to Nelson Mandela. He was kind of a historical figure. Yeah, and real quick for those who don't know who Nelson Mandela is. First off, shame on you. <laughs> and uh, people were like, Morgan Freeman died. Morgan Freeman. Oh, no. I'm so crushed. That's the March of the Penguins guy. No. <laughs> Fucking uh, Nelson was uh, imprisoned for 27 years by the uh, South African government. Uh, his crime was simply being black. Um, he was released from prison in 1990. And went on to lead the way for the um, abol- uh, 
abolish it, uh, my reconciliation of uh, he uh, shut down our apartheid in 1994. He was elected as South Africa's first black president that same year. Um, his most astounding accomplishment after suffering years of abuse was to create the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which uh, focused on healing the country's wounds from human rights abuses using truth telling and forgiveness. Um, he also later established the Nelson Mandela Foundation to combat poverty and HIV slash AIDS. He passed away on December 5th, 2013, um, and he was 95 years old. God damn. So. That's a healthy motherfucker. Yeah. And, uh, no pork out there. <laughs> no no pork. pork. Stay away from that pork and them white women. You be all right. <laughs> my two, my favorite thing. <laughs> And uh, he will be remembered as a hero as long as there are history books to be read that uh, aren't being rewritten by Eurocentric people. But that's a yeah. conversation for another day. Yeah. But uh, we want to uh, give him a shout out. And um, this uh, quick quote he had when he got out of jail after being locked up for 27 years. This makes me question myself too after reading the first two lines. Yeah. He said, uh, no one is born hating another person because of their color of their skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate and if they can learn to hate they can uh, be taught to love for love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite so shouts no, out to that brother to that. and I hate a lot that yeah. means I love a lot though. exactly it, it, it it's balance in the universe so if you hate greatly that means the love is also great oh. and I'm sorry to be so stuck on it but what's kind of fucked up and also hilarious is that this man will live on and people yeah. actually will remember him for Morgan Freeman <laughs> No, people ain't shit. People ain't shit. And speaking of people who ain't shit, um, let me load this up. I um was checking. Are you bring up ourselves? Yeah, people who ain't shit, and you bring no, up ourselves. A good segue. I I, <laughs> I was researching our brand, yeah. which uh, I'm known to do from time to time. I want to see if uh, you know we pop up anywhere. Oh my god! And now it's not necessarily about us, but. If you Google, I'm looking at the link though. The, yeah. the link. Can I read out the link? Wait, go ahead. Well, well I'm not gonna read I'll, out the link, but part of it says whites need a victimization race card. Yeah, apparently, if you Google "I'm black, he's Mexican," <laughs> the first page it brings up like our SoundCloud, our website, a bunch of different things. Awesome. But the very last thing it brings up, which has absolutely nothing to do with us, is some post on the DailyPaul.com where it says that whites need a victimization race card word to play. And it's based off of uh, this is from August of this year. And it was about that white white beach bum who got exploited for using food stamps. And um, I'm going to just read this real quick to the folks. Um, it says uh, Jews have anti-Semitism, uh, however you say that, to scream. Yeah, what you just said. To scream and play the victim to get special treatment. It's they already have, very racist. <laughs> it's so racist. Uh, they have the most influential lobbies like the ADL to back them up. Uh, blacks have racist and racism to scream when they are or when they perceive any injustice against them. They have affirmative action and NAACP right? to, right? <laughs> to compensate. Uh, recently, political satire in a Missouri rodeo was uh, construed to be racism, and the NAACP tried to exact revenge. And it says, recently, Fox News featured a white California beach bum, 29-year-old, whatever his name is. Um, he was sponging off of the food stamp program. And it says, as if black and Hispanic people don't do the same thing. Yet, not one word mentioned how Fox News is being racist against white people. Now, Quick interjection. 
Fox News racist against white people. Let that sink in for a minute. That makes no fucking sense at all. But to each his own. Um, and he says white people are being attacked oh, and exploited God. from all sides to make a political point using extreme examples like Jason. And then um, at the bottom it says normally I think white should not play the victim race card and stay above that tactic. Mm. However, the constant attacks on whitey is getting real in your face these days. I think the time has come for whitey to start playing the race card to the uh, to level the really? playing field. White people need a good race card word to scream, especially at TV news reporters who continually marginalize the white race. I smell the revolution. What are your suggestions? Here are my suggestions derived from the word anglophobe. And these three words I just invented are anglophobic, anglophobis, and anglophobism. You will no longer refer to me as white. That's racist. You will now refer to me as Anglo-American. Oh! Now, job, brother. dear Mr. Michael Wiseguy from DailyPaul.com, here's a great big fuck you. This is the biggest bunch of fucking bullshit. And I hate that if someone Googles, I'm black, he's Mexican, they're going to stumble across this stupid ass yeah, fucking white article. boy, we want nothing to do with you. Besides your white women sisters. <laughs> It's just a damn shame. This is fucking stupid. One fucking white person gets called out by Fox News, and now they need a fucking revolution. Welcome to how minorities feel, because Fox News has been <laughs> fucking with us since the invention of their fucking news channel. Piece of shit. You know what's funny, though, is that we're being piggybacked. I think that's kind of a compliment in a way. It's a, a, a fucked up way to meet, but hey. I still say fuck him. That's um, what I say. Well, well. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about his sisters right now. So yeah, I guess. But, yeah. Um, that's hilarious, though. I th- yeah, I thought that was hilarious, and I don't know why I'm black. How He's Mexican. We came, I don't know how we came up. Unless, unless probably since he, he called out some, blacks and Mexicans. I, I don't. He might know. have had a hashtag that says "I'm black." I'm Mexican. I'm white. I'm, I don't know. Maybe. I wonder where, where that. Where's the hashtags in this bitch? Or maybe I wonder if someone in these comments. I see there's a bunch of comments. I wonder if they may have. I wouldn't. Us. Yeah, I didn't even read. The I would comments. like to hear if a fan tried to throw us out there. You know the uh, once again the real America lives in the yeah. comment section. We uh, mentioned that on we episode did one. And uh, so yeah, that that article. I was like, I'm not even gonna read the fucking comments because I'm gonna get research. furious. <laughs> Now, uh, real quick, uh, before we fully get started with the show, um, I had a quick art project that I want everyone to participate in, and uh, this is a Hunger Games art project. So to any of you people out there who are listening to this on your computer or on your phone or whatever device you choose to listen to, uh, feel free to pause at any time to uh, game, uh, bring together all these materials that you will need to play this game. And um, the materials that you are going to need is a paper, uh, pencils or pens. Uh, you're going to need a scanner, Photoshop, a tablet, a, lot of shit. a copy. You, we're going to get real deep. Okay. Uh, a copy of the Hunger Games trilogy by Suzanne Collins. You're going to need a stopwatch, and you're also going to need a pair of scissors. Now, if you're under the age of 18, I say go ahead and ask a grown-up for help during this. Uh, and so you can go ahead and pause this if you need to, and go ahead and gather those belongings. Okay. Get all that together. And um, I think I could download the books. Okay. And yes, sir. So this is uh, the procedure. This is how you play the Hunger Games art project. So uh, first, I want you to draw line art of Katniss and Peeta according to the descriptions given in the book. 
NATSA wants you to scan that image in and use your tablet to add color to your image. Now, keep in mind that PETA was lighter skinned than Katniss and draw him accordingly. Now, for this activity, it doesn't matter how different you make their skin tone, even one shade difference will achieve the intended result. Now, I want you to take that fan art and post it on Tumblr and make sure you tag it The Hunger Games. Next, step five, I want you to start your timer. Now, step six, note down how long it is before someone comments, why is Katniss black? Next, mm. you're going to explain that Katniss' skin is visibly darker than PETA's in the book and that Katniss at different times describes her skin tone as being identical to Cedar's and describes Cedar as looking like Rue and besides uh, why exactly would Katniss being black even be an issue? The books never say that she isn't black, same as the books say that she uh, never say that she is white. Next, you're going to get dozens of messages yelling at you for turning the book into some sort of political statement, even though the books are literally intended as a political statement. Now, you're going to get told that you're racist against white people for drawing Katniss accurately according to her descriptions in the books instead of according to what Jennifer Lawrence looks like. She made it visible for me, though. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> now, yeah. step nine, be told that you're making everything about race and try to explain that drawing Katniss with darker skin than PETA is no more making it about race than drawing Katniss as white and in fact drawing her as white makes it more about race since it is insinuating that Katniss being white is more important than the actual way she is described in the book um, now with that being said um, I know the people are going to start backpedaling and all that good stuff but you know it is what it is now step 11 um, you need to just inform everyone that all you wanted to do was share a picture of your favorite characters step 12 is you never draw again and step 13 you realize that Tumblr is is terrible yeah yes sir so uh shots out to raptorific.tumblr.com for putting that together because that is one big debate as long as the hunger games has been out is the whole racial ethnicity of the characters within the story and have you have you read the book yourself or watched the movie or anything i hadn't read the book it yeah. took me a while to watch the movie and actually matter matter of fact while we're on this subject mm. i saw it for jennifer lawrence and now i'm wondering <laughs> after reading this is the only reason that i like jennifer lawrence because she is a white version of my dark ass girlfriend <laughs> that, I used to have that i left for the very same reasons of being very dark is that why so racist so is that racist. that might be it that might be it might be on the subconscious Ooh. level raptorific fucking a <laughs> and it is end of the world man yeah, shouts out to him because it is funny though. Because um, like I read all three of the books before the first movie had came out. Um, I read actually I read all three of them in like fucking nine days. Are, I are, really are you, love that. Book. Are you hipster right that you liked it before it was cool? I liked it before it was cool. I'm ah, a fucking hipster. Fucking get with the times. But, yeah. Uh, no, and it is funny because um, reading the stories, Katniss and Peeta and all the people of District Twelve are described as having like olive skin, and they are kind of this is Europe. Yeah, and they're they're described as, you know, being of darker complexion, if you will. And um, it's funny because um, she's, uh, like it says, she's mentioned as looking identical to Cedar. Now, I just actually went to the movies yesterday. Cedar is from episode two. Oh, thanks for talking to me. There we go. Get a little coffee right there. Um, Cedar can actually be seen on the Catching Fire movie. Um, I just went to see it yesterday, and Cedar is shown as being black, and Cedar uh, looks like 
<laughs> Cedar looks like Rue, who, if anybody who saw the first movie, is cast as being black. And so that Kat- was a little girl, right? They, the little they girl got that killed. got killed. Yeah. Okay. And um, Katniss is described as looking uh, skin tone wise pretty similar to them. Now, I'm not mad at Jennifer Lawrence. That's actually my new celebrity crush since uh, Angelina Jolie has like 28 kids Fuck now, me. and since uh, um, Alicia Keys is married to ugly ass Swiss Beats. Really, really quickly before you go any further, because I definitely want to talk to you about ugly ass Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys being able to get with them when she should have been with Common. But going back to yeah. uh, Angelina Jolie, it's yes. so funny because she didn't have very many of her own kids, so you know that you know her yeah. shit's still on point. But yet we don't like her because she has a shitload of kids. She is what has she has the Wayne's brother effects or I'm pretty sure made the mama real <laughs> unattractive goddamn kids okay but keep going so but uh so yeah Jennifer Lawrence is my new celebrity crush so mm-hmm. I have no problem with her but it is just She's funny so yeah and, and, you, and that's the story for another day how people <laughs> call her fat Oh no no no! She is. She's terribly fat in, compared to the and I, and I'm saying this in a straightly strict, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, haterific or yeah, uh, yeah. Say that again, but yeah. In in the eyes of uh, commercial, in the eyes of Hollywood, she is fat. fat. I love it. She. I, I don't even consider her really thick, but I, she's. I whatever. That's the topic. But for she ain't day. bony. She, but she ain't bony. She can get it. That's she all can. I'm saying. Oh god! With with the mighty hammer of Thor, can this bitch get it? Boom! Just down with the yeah. I don't even know Thor, so well, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know any cool reference to throw in there. I don't. I was gonna say G's, but I figured I give him enough shout outs. So <laughs> give another god a, a chance. But no, uh, it's just funny that uh, when they went to cast uh, who was gonna play Katniss, they only allowed European white American women, excuse me, to uh, cast for the role. And so it's just funny that. Once again, if you read the book, she's described a certain way, but then they wanted to make sure they portrayed her a different way when the movie came out. And then uh, I remember uh, when the first movie came out, a bunch of people got upset because Rue was black. And I remember there was even people who were I like, about it. yeah, they were like, oh, I can't even get upset that Rue died because she was a black girl and all this. And then there was anger over Cedar and um, Jeffrey Wright is, uh, what is his name? Patrice. I forgot his name in the new one. But like they've been casting black people for different characters, and Mr. Rip and kill them off. White people are getting pissed off, but then when black people are getting pissed off that these people are described mm. as being black, it's like, oh, you black people making it about race, and and it's all Obama all over again. Goddamn Obama! You know what's what's funny though is that what actually threw me off, and I don't think any of those fucking characters should be Americans besides Lenny Kravitz's. I don't know if he plays. I I never read the books. Is he a gay guy? Is he just like a sexual, no, very he's sexual? Just um, eccentric. Um, yeah, but you know, actually, that um, I'm a Hunger Games nerd. Um, that book is actually supposed to be in America, so far into the future, uh, and the Panem is the new name of America, and that's the reason why there's the capital and all that because the shit broke divided down. Like that. Yeah, it was kind of another civil war, and then so the capital took over America, renamed it Panem, and all the different districts are different regions of North America. What's so funny about that? The way that we owe China. I can yeah, so see that see shit getting divided. Oh crap! I didn't want to get into this story, but you know what? Dun, back to dun, back to dun. the thing. Uh, a character who threw me off. Fucking Woody Harrelson, like yo, and that he, <laughs> he plays it. it perfect. He does because like uh, reading the um, like I said when I was reading the books, I saw that uh, they started casting the different characters. And I was I wanted to finish reading the book before I saw who got casted as what. 
and uh, once I saw that Woody Harrelson got picked as uh, Haymitch and when I saw that Lenny Kravitz got um, cast as Senna it was like it was perfect with how they're described in the book that was yeah that was a perfect person for them yeah, it, it shows and I was like it, it, it took me off and I was like what the fuck but, but uh, uh, Woody, he acted his ass off, and uh, oh, what's up? Well, I was just gonna say, I was gonna actually watch a second one. That's why when I when I hit you up earlier, I was like, all right, how, how late are we gonna be today? You know, because usually the case, how late are how late <laughs> are we gonna be? Because I I had gotten a little movie pass, and I was like, ah, oh, I want to go check it out. The people I was gonna see it with saw it without me, so I figured, oh, fuck everybody, I'm gonna get stoned and watch the movie by myself, all by myself, with a big know, popcorn. Actually, I went to the theaters by myself and saw it yesterday yeah? morning. Yeah, fucking it. How did I, I feel? It was it was. It was odd off of the strength of like, okay, so because uh, I've said this a thousand times, I work graveyard and all that. And um, so I went to go see the movie um, after the boys got dropped off and all that. I found a nine o'clock in the morning uh, Ooh, perfect. thing perfect. And so I get in there and it's me and it's a bunch of old people <laughs> in there. And I'm not mad at them and all that. And you know it's uh, going to be quiet. Yeah, because you know they're not going to talk. We're and, looking at you like, and, oh, here comes this nigger. Yes, I'm on the. Uh, I, I was on at Tempe Marketplace. So I'm more in okay. the white area and all that. And it was funny because I did get some looks when when I walked in. Like, what the fuck is this young black guy doing in here? But whatever. But the thing that was odd was some white dude came in, and now mind you, we were in the Capri Theater in uh, at Tempe Marketplace. Mm -hmm. That's the real fucking huge one. Mm -hmm. Now for the whatever attraction one, yeah, and there's like nine of us all together inside the theater, and we're spread across so many different rows. Some white dude decided to come to the row that I was in and sit two seats away from me. Were you in the middle? I was in the middle and he came down to the row because I like to sit directly in the middle the middle row the middle seat like that's some nerd shit because okay. that's the exact the seat spot. that's the sweet spot where the audio and the visual actually lines up because you know speed or uh, light and um, sound doesn't move at the same speed and all that so that sweet uh, yeah I get nerdy with my Ooh, audio engineering yeah, you that's should. the sweet spot where well, you get the perfect seat I'm paying to watch something I, I want it perfect enjoy it. so for whatever reason this dude comes to sit two seats over from me and me having my my the imagination that i do i was sitting there thinking i hope this guy didn't find like someone on craigslist oh i swear to god that's what i was <laughs> saying this, this is a misconnection he thinks he's meeting I'm somebody because like, i had my hood on because uh, it was a little chilly oh i was god. like i hope he didn't talk to some god, gay black so dude on Craigslist who told him that I'll be sitting in the sweet spot seat at the theater and just Meet come sit here. and I'm like I'm if, hungry. I swear if this dude hungry whips games. his penis out during this film oh, I'm gonna kick God. his ass so I was paranoid the entire time I kind of kept my peripheral on him to make sure he oh, stayed that where he stayed for me. yeah so it did kind of fuck it up but it was it was a fantastic movie yeah? okay. fucking fantastic well, now you're scaring me for, for this happening because not to say that I've ever cut the bottom of a, of a popcorn jug and stuck my dick in it and offered somebody popcorn to see if they grab it and see if they would just stick to it What's once the they're popcorn? there. But, fuck. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. It was fucking crazy. So yeah, it was just, it got weird. It would have got weird if he has a bumping elbows and if, and if when Lenny Kravitz comes on, he goes, oh my God. <laughs> Isn't he fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah if you guys haven't seen the new hunger games it's fantastic and for anyone who doesn't i really fan uh the hunger games trilogy may be up there with the matrix for me the matrix yeah. is like my favorite fucking series of all time because it gets real deep and metaphysical and spiritual and all that and hunger games to me is the perfect ooh, excuse me 
the perfect um, combination of social commentary of where we're going as a country, yeah. where the capital is kind of running shit without a disregard for personal uh, freedoms and all that. And then finally you have this wrong, one person who comes and stands up against the bullshit at the right time. And then you have just this revolution, this wave of people saying we've had enough. And with all the shit going on with the NSA and them watching us and drones and just all the shit that's going on, all it takes is one person to be that martyr to kind of break down where America America is heading and so it's just the hunger games is a fantastic um i don't know if satire is the right word of it's where america is heading statement. it's it's a real dope movie so but uh yes sir one yes, thing sir. actually i, oh, I wanted to say too and it's, um, a buddy of mine who recently got into some legal woes he has um the charges are totally irrelevant um there's no correlation between yeah. but he had he had to got caught up with some weak charges you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. brother likes to carry um, and he has he has a special he, had, he was carrying a gun as well yeah. and the gun that he has is you can go online you go to these companies and buy a special issued yeah. sort of thing it costs a little pretty penny more but okay. he's a type where when he, whatever he has he wants it to be nice yeah yeah and it went along with his gun yeah and so when they so when they found it um, you know they confiscated of course like that yeah. you know, like I said they're, they're totally irrelevant from one another they're, they're non-correlating yeah. they took it anyway and he gets a letter once it's been reported that, that you know it's been received and you know with all the gun shits they're trying to collect your weapon but oh yeah. it turns out there's some sort of mishap with the so what is it like when there's a, a a defect on a car or something like that there's a what do they call um, it? a recall there's a recall yeah we're taking these things back and you know try to do it as promptly as as, as possible and if you have sold it yeah just asking for all this information and they so badly want it. Once they take that amendment from us, not to yeah. get in a whole little rant. And, yeah. I mean, but it's it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna fuck us. Yeah, take that shit away from us, and we going to get in some shit. Now everybody knows I'm a conspiracy theorist, and I actually don't like the title because, like I said, I don't believe in absolutes. And when you label somebody something, makes you, you sound crazy. And yeah, you already like make up your mind about what that person is going to say. So if I say I'm a conspiracy theorist, you can't. A lot of some people won't have an open ended conversation with you because oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. I already know where you stand on everything. But I just will say that for anyone who doesn't think that the government can't be kind of um, compromised, if you will, just look at every great nation in the history books that has ever been on top and been in power for a long time. They get compromised. It happened in Germany with Hitler. It happened with the French and with Napoleon. It happened with the Romans. And it just that the history shows that when someone is in power for a long time, they start getting power hungry and they start fucking with the people underneath them. And so for everyone who doesn't think America can't go on that route, you're kind of being a little uh, too optimistic because history says that it will fucking happen. Yeah, I mean, and the whole idea of monopoly and all these companies owning so much more, yes. we're in it yo so I'm we'll just buckets. leave that at that okay yes sir so uh also i wanted to bring this up uh for anyone who follows me on instagram um i recently about two months ago i told everyone that i did this uh 23andme dna um uh dna test thing or whatnot which it searches your ancestry and um the diseases that you're inherently at risk of catching like down the line and my 23andme results just recently came in i want to share that with the general public because i thought uh, it was pretty interesting I, I mostly did it for the ancestry side of it because for people who um i mean i guess you could say don't realize it 
African-Americans really don't know where we came from. Like you could search your history back to possibly your slave owner, but you can't find like beyond that what part of Africa you come from. You can take it back to the slave owner. If you if the records are good enough, because actually 50 Cent recently did a show. uh, It was like a special MTV. I think this was maybe a year ago, maybe a little longer. But um, he was able to search his family records back to his slave owner. And he was actually the slave owner of his uh, bloodline. And he was able to go to the actual house where his family was held as slaves and he got to meet the guy who still owns the house the house is still there and it was like it was real interesting because the guy like kind of apologized on behalf of his family and you could tell like 50 kind of like he wasn't mad at that guy but he kind of like like what do you say like your family owned my family like what can you say about awkward so uh so I just I really wanted to do this ancestry test because it can go back 500 years and um, it can show you basically in your DNA like where you come from, and so I got the results came in and um, it's pretty interesting. I was just wanted to break this down, let some people know about it. Um, it came back that I am 82.2 percent sub-Saharan African, with 76 percent of that coming from West Africa, which is interesting because that's where the slaves got taken from was from West Africa. And then I am 16.7% European with uh, the majority of that coming from France and another majority coming from uh, the British slash Irish part and another smaller part from Scandinavia. Now, I found the Irish thing interesting because if you research, uh, I'll give out my government. I don't care. My My government last name is Peoples. Now, if you search the history record of the name Peoples, it originated, like, I don't know how long ago, but in Scotland. But then the Peoples family uh, line moved from Scotland to Ireland. So, really fast, really fast, pause it real quick. I'm just imagining just Irish uh, pubs. Drinking, yeah. you know, when you drink somebody, we're drinking, and you see yeah. your peoples come in. I just said, what's up, my peoples? And, and, and some slavery sort of <laughs> like, yeah. like, so he's just drunk. Oh yes, that's that's my peoples. <laughs> and that's probably why I, I drink. Oh. It's the Irish in me. And um, so I thought that was interesting. The my last name is of Irish descent, and I have a good portion of Irish in me. And then um, uh, my Native American was less than one percent. And the thing that fucked me up, You're though, not an American. You're not American. The thing that fucked me up, though, was I have 1.4% Neanderthal <laughs> DNA in me. He's an original. So uh, somebody in my family line was fucking some Neanderthals. I'm just saying it might have been the Europeans. I mean, they're fucking every time. <laughs> everything, but, uh, everything they can shake a stick at. <laughs> But I just thought it was dope because, um, yeah, basically, if you, um, anybody who's researched the uh, African uh, slave trade or whatnot, I could basically search the slave trade through my bloodline because it was people from Northern Europe that went to Western Africa and picked up people and then brought them to America. And my DNA shows that. So whoever it was, they initially were Scandinavian. Then they mixed with the Irish people. Then those Irish people came down to West Africa took the slaves then took them over to america and changed my last name to peoples that's where i got the last name from 
and then um i know the french came from my mom's side because my mom's dad is half french he was the light skin green eyes and all that and so i knew that i had some french in me and that came from him and so uh yeah so i could trace the uh african slave trade through my fucking dna which is uh horrible and fantastic at the same time i mean it's actually really gnarly yeah i i get my sometimes when my, my beard grows out i get i get red hairs and i, and I wonder yeah. to myself i'm like i wonder if i'm irish or some sort of scottish that's same, actually that's, that's, that's really dope that's really fun to look at now the thing though that is fucked up though is i may have just uh been lucky with um getting this uh test done because the fda is actually trying to shut i saw the yeah, they're trying to shut them down now. Now, me being the conspiracy theorist that I am, I'm going to call it conspiracy. Okay. The reason why I'm calling it conspiracy is because one of the other things that this DNA test does is that it searches uh, your, um, it searches within your DNA what different diseases you're at risk of getting. So, like, if your family has a history of diabetes or glaucoma or whatever, multiple sclerosis or any of that shit, you could be able to find if you're at risk of catching any of these things later on. So, now think about it. If you do this test, you could see what you're at risk of getting later on. You can go to your doctor and take preventative measures to make sure that you don't get this shit later on in life. Now, I just find it interesting that the FDA wants to shut this down because what do doctors like to do? They like to say, hey, let's try this. Oh, that doesn't work. Let's try this drug. And we are the drug administration is more into um, that's handling. That's what I think. I think FDA. Yeah, they're more worried about getting your symptoms or uh, treating symptoms than preventing you of getting shit. And if this test was able, if people were able to do this test on a much larger scale and all that, you could get a lot of people who could prevent themselves from getting or uh, getting diseases later on down the line that they would need all these drugs for in the big. Big Pharma is a multi-billion dollar corporation, so I just find it interesting that the FDA is trying to shut this shit down. We, we gotta keep people dying so yeah. we can make room for more. For more rich people. Yeah. So, uh, I just, I thought that was interesting, mm. so I'm just calling conspiracy on that one. That's just, that's one of those fucking A sort of things, like yeah. cut down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know how long this site is still I'm pretty sure the site is still going to be up, but I don't know how long more new people will be able to buy the thing and do all that. Yeah, so, the, the uh, link that I was looking at seemed like very like, okay, fuck, you caught you caught us on the screenshot. I guess we'll show you this much, but after that, you ain't getting nowhere else. Fucking FDA. So, uh, yeah, once again, thank you, Big Pharma, for fucking something else up. Mm. Now, I had a question for you. Back on. I had a question for you. Okay. This is a, a philosophical question. Let's say you're in a long-term relationship. And let's say the love of your life is cheating on you. And now let's say she's either just fucking this guy Ooh. or she's just sucking him off, which is worse. That's a doozy. <laughs> now, let me tell you, that's a doozy. And, and, and I will tell you, I guess, at least from, from what I realized when I, when exes would revisit me, yeah, you know, for, I guess for the one thing that I guess they love the most conversation <laughs> and other stuff. And, um, it's, it'd be funny because I can... Are, you, are we still recording? Oh, no, we're good. Okay. We're good. I could fuck her, but she didn't want she didn't want, she didn't want it anywhere near her mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, she why? Didn't, she didn't want a protein shake? She did, and, 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 we, and we need to inform the people, if we can later, bring up later, on the nutritious facts of that. I, well, then again, she wasn't really ever, uh, at least with me, maybe because I, I didn't have enough money. She, did, she didn't like love yeah. to dome me. 
uh, you know what I'm saying? But it was always, you know, uh, yeah. gratuitous, uh, f- favor for a favor sort of thing. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I love doing it. But anyways, but she would, she would, um, digress from that. And it always made me freak out. Like, why? Like, bitch, you're, you're, you're doing this deed anyway. Like, yeah. can you be any more of a whore? Like, wh- <laughs> why are you denying me this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This shit was mine and you came back to give me more. Why are you denying me? But apparently, that's more sacred. Because then it goes to that old saying, "Don't kiss them holes in the mouth yeah, yeah. unless you got to." Yeah. And and that very so I, I guess to me it'd be because I mean I don't know because either which way it's fucked up because look what, <laughs> look, look what you're yes, doing. It, yes, it is. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. The mouth is mine. I get. I mean, either yeah. which way it's wrong. But I guess that they're just fucked. Because I, I I'd wonder to myself, what the fuck got into this bitch that she just wants to suck his dick anyway? <laughs> like, what are you getting from? I just this? need a new cock in my mouth. Was this just out of spite? And usually it is. Yeah. When when yeah. cheating happens, it's out of spite. And I know this because like, that's what my exes tell me. Oh, I hate my boyfriend. Yeah. But, and just getting out of damn whore. But I guess I. What I don't. I'm not okay with any of it. And if this is going to cheat on me, <laughs> might as well just stay away. Um, but I guess it's worse if she's but she's worse if she's sucking it off. But then apparently isn't that a new fad though? Is isn't isn't the the, the blowjob like the new French kiss? Basically. And that's why I bring it up because I think if uh, I was in a situation where the long term love of my life was cheating on me, I would much rather her be fucking the dude than sucking him off because looking at it from like a um a um power thing, I guess you Mm -hmm. will it's that's the ultimate power thing is to be able to tell a dude like where you and some dude is arguing and for him to just be like well your bitch suck my dick that's like the <laughs> ultimate that's insult the biggest fuck you. it's like oh well you know i fucked her and it's like well whatever you know it, it just the sucking is more disrespectful i think to me and that's just so i think i would rather her to be giving up the vagina than the mouth <laughs> The reason why I concur to that is because I think it's more of a, you have to go out of your way to suck a dick. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're drunk, and yeah. you should have more control than shit if you're fucking drunk, but let's say you're yeah. drinking, you're at a party, you just, I don't know, some shit just got into you, and bam, you jump into it, and yeah. you know what I'm saying? You would hope that, that the new motherfucker had, more, a, had a rubber. But regardless, yeah. it's it's easier to to, fa- to fall and slip on a dick yeah. than it would be to actually put that shit in your goddamn mouth. Yeah. Unless you're really turned up, and that shit is the only way you can go from there. <laughs> but damn, like, yeah. I, I, I feel I feel the same. So I think... Uh, I think I'll go with that, and yeah, and because uh, <clears throat> it came up, uh, I know they were talking about it on uh, my favorite podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, the Juan Epstein podcast, mm-hmm. um, the Corey Holcomb um, interview. Media. He was on there, and they had asked him about that, and his opinion. Shout out to Corey Holcomb, follower follower of our Twitter. Uh, I'm saying uh, quick shout out, Keep go. But uh, no, he said that he'd rather for his girl to be sucking some other dude off mm-hmm. than fucking, and I just I disagree. Maybe that'll be the poll for well, this episode. Okay. But you, what was his? What, what the fuck was I his forgot what I forgot how he broke it down. But he just his opinion was the sucking off wasn't that big of a deal, and the giving up the pussy like that's my pussy. Considering the ownership wise, when you know some real yeah. barbaric, that's my bitch. Yeah. Con- considering that, I mean, I guess, but no, dude, that's kind of like. That's then just again, like, then again too. Like, what if she would have got pregnant? You know, like I, I really wouldn't. It, that's a that. See, that's a, and I, I think me personally, if I was in a long term relationship and chick cheated and then got pregnant and we broke up, I would rather that happen than to be. I actually, this reminds me when I was in high school, I had this situation happen 
where uh, I'm, I'm open and honest with my podcast listeners and I was dating this one chick we we're like 14 both of us were virgins and all that mm-hmm. and I was being Mr. Respectful Guy you know you know when you're ready I'm ready I was doing all that not shit very ma- not very many black males like you I was, uh, yeah I'm, I'm a respectful against the guy grain. yeah I, I like to go against the grain so uh so I was one of those, like I said, we're 14. And so, you know, when you're ready, I'm ready. And then we'll lose our virginities together. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we talked on and off for about a year. And before the last time we broke up, um, she was a hood rat. I should have known that it wasn't going to end well. Mm-hmm. And some local gangbanger that she had a crush on, she decided to give up the pussy to him. And mm-hmm. not only did she give up the virginity to this guy while we were dating, but she was sucking this dude off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long it was going on for, but us being 14 or whatnot, we were, we kissed and made out. And all I could think of after she told me that was, bitch, I've been kissing you and you had another dude's dick in your mouth. That's one, yeah. That's and it one. fucked me up. It, it, it took me a while to get over that. So, uh, maybe that's also, it's on a subconscious level, me remembering what I yeah. went through as a child. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I don't make it anymore, right? <laughs> I don't. It's just fucked up. And, and I, and I think, I think I'm going through my, uh, I, I don't want to call it karma. I will, yeah, yeah. In whatever sort of way. I'm going to call it karma. It, I don't even know what you're talking about, it, but I'm going to call it karma. Am I a little bit of, of loneliness for my trifliness? <laughs> um, I, when I, and mind you, no one's gonna do. People are gonna do what they want to do. So you know, it, some people are gonna take what they can. Exactly. They're gonna do whatever. But when I have some some re- revisits, so yeah. to speak, or reshoots, you know, for the filming people, um, it'd be funny because I kind of would, would make make it a point. Yeah. Whenever someone would do that, I want to not to say I want to fuck every orifices, <laughs> but I want to stain every wall <laughs> because you shouldn't have been here, and I'm gonna graffiti the fuck out of you. <laughs> that means belly button, mouth, Papa ear, was hair, here. everything. Exactly. <laughs> I almost want to put fucking a, a, a nat sign, soul Papa, because it's so funny. Because every girl that talks to me, she, 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 they want me to make fake accounts. Yeah. How fucked up is that? I'm not that motherfucker's gonna make That's a fake account. Bad. I think it's some pussy shit. But regardless. At soap opera, I'm gonna just put it on everything. <laughs> Every. And that's why I'm lonely and sad right now. It's just so sad. It's oh, so it sad. What's up with this thing, though? Uh, speaking of regrets. Yeah, and, so and, and we'll really segue into uh, sexual regrets. Um, fucking who put this together? Was this our Victory Milan thing? I forgot who this is. But um, a new study came out that shows that sexual regrets differ between men and women. And I thought this was interesting. I'm going to scan down. There's no need to read this whole fucking thing. But um, apparently among the population survey, the top three regrets for men tended to focus on missed opportunities. Uh, 27% of men surveyed regretted being too shy to make a move on a God. potential sex partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in there too. Yeah. Uh, the two other most common regrets were not being sexually adventurous enough when they were young. Yeah, I can follow yeah, There's a lot of nuts I should have busted. And uh, the other. <laughs> I'm barely making up for it now. Not even. Not even. <laughs> Oh, making up for futs you missed in high school. Exactly. Childish. <laughs> Childish. And uh the other regret was um I guess being single. And uh let me mute fucking we, ads. we got let some ads that ad in the background. But they're uh, making us no money. <laughs> and then apparently women um seem to have uh different opinions. Women's sexual regrets their top regret was losing one's virginity to the wrong person that came in around 24%. Uh, the second regret was cheating on a partner and, uh, or cheating on a partner or moving too fast sexually. 
So yeah, men are more worried about how much pussy <laughs> we done missed out on, and women are more concerned about who they've given the pussy up to. And I think it's hilarious because that's a, it, I think they complement one another because some are so trifling and so out there that dudes feel like, oh man, I can't. Uh, I, I actually I reference uh, super bad. Uh, when um, Jonah Hill was talking about, uh, he's like, "Yeah, he's like, you know, when girls they they talk, then uh, like, oh man, I shouldn't, have, I got so drunk last night, I shouldn't have fucked that guy. Yeah. We can be those guys." <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that. <laughs> that shit is funny, but I do remember. Um, was that an ad or stupid ass fucking ads? But um, that uh reminds me of also once again I was fourteen. That's interesting. I remember uh, when I was 14, I had this one chick. Uh, it was a fucking trailer trash bitch that I was good Ooh, friends with. Loved it. <laughs> but she was cool people and all that. You lived the life I want to live. <laughs> I've lived many a lifetimes, my man. And uh, I fucking, uh, I remember when I was 14, I was hanging out over uh her place one time and she all but said like i could have gotten my wang sucked off and i you know just turned 14 and all that and i was scared you know i was a virgin at the time and i and she all but took the thing out and um and so i never i didn't go that far with her and it's funny because that was a regret of mine for so fucking long that man if i wasn't such a pussy i could have took my dick out and got it sucked when i was in so yeah i guess all of us guys we aren't shit we we really aren't we aren't shit that that's all it sums up to we aren't shit that's my life you know what's funny though too is that and actually the one i guess when it comes to things of regret it turns out that it is that easy like yeah. if, you, if you stick out your dick, she's either gonna suck it, fuck it, or yeah. tell you to fuck off. Yeah, it just it's to have the balls to do such things. What, okay. is, it? <laughs> oh, what is it, brother? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking. And I, honestly, man, at fourteen, bro. Yeah, I was, Papa was getting no game, no game <laughs> at all. My my, my yeah, I, I used to caress my GameCube, which I think, I, which is, I think, why I'm revisiting that <laughs> shit in my life now. Why you got now? Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? I ain't get no play. I'm gonna just play these games. I don't want to play with these hoes' hearts. I'm gonna play these video games. You relive in your uh, your uh, teenage years. Yeah, basically. so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm eating on my stomach. You know what I'm saying? Falling asleep with fucking Chinese food in my mouth. And controller down near wrapped around my neck as I'm masturbating, fucking crying, listening to the Cure. That's not happening, by the way. And it's not, actually, not all of it. It's actually funny because that segues into our next thing. Your uh, Facebook status might reveal if you're a psychopath. <laughs> a little crazy. Just a tad crazy. I, I wonder if any of my, my Facebook friends actually listen to this shit. So here, I hope you got, hope y'all call me out. This is y'all chance. Y'all hear me talk this shit? Are you a psychopath? Um apparently uh how you construct your status updates may say more about you than you think researchers in sweden recently completed a study in which they are able to identify whether a person has psychopathic traits simply by looking at their facebook statuses um it says we looked at people's facebook status updates and analyzed whether there was a relationship between the tets and people's personality traits um the swedish research review status updates by 304 americans doesn't sound like a lot of people mm-hmm. 304 but i mean that i don't uh, who actually i mean take uh, yeah. 
Keep and it, it seems a little uh, Swedish or spying on Americans. Like, why didn't they, they check have all their the own studies? People? Don't you have don't they, all the studies come, come from, from Sweden? Sweden. There's labs in there, brother. They're testing. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> so apparently, they uh, researched 304 Americans in combination with personality traits to come to the conclusion that Facebook status updates may say a lot about a person's signs of psychosis. Ooh, and I thought it was the, the fact that I mix weed with my religion. But keep going. <laughs> It says that uh, apparently you could see if there's the dark triad of personality uh, within their personality traits, and that's um, this is this is damn near everyone that you see. Read the list. <laughs> it's uh, psychopathy, narcissism, and Mac Machiavellianism. You crazy? You think your shit don't stink, and uh, you feel like you're indestructible? Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, I guess if you, uh, you know, but this does make sense though because I see so many people, and that's why I'm off Facebook. Like I used to be on the Facebook shit, updating statuses on a daily, and I kind of like I hop in and hop out. Like I hop on Facebook real quick, see what's going on. Uh, no, I don't want to be a part of any of this. And I dip back out. I hop in if I get a message. No message. No. Attention, uh, which means why I'm covered up in the room with all the lights out playing Super Mario sometimes. Because <laughs> uh, it's Facebook reminds me of high school because so many people like to just air dirty laundry on Facebook. And it's like, I don't want to be a part of any of this dumb shit. Like, I don't know. I hope I don't piss y'all off enough that y'all have to tag me and talk some shit. But then again, I think that's kind of that's a good forum because... It, we live so such separated lives that yeah you know what i mean like that's the only way to make someone feel bad and you know what's another little um psychotic i don't know psychotic but it's it's a it's a mind fuck um people when people add people on uh on, not add people but like when they tag them oh yeah, oh, yeah. me and so-and-so are doing this yeah and they do that and i've realized with some of my lady friends um they'll tag they'll tag people and oh look here we are having all this fun and sometimes they'll do it to annoy another bitch. And this yeah. actually one of my uh, one of my very lovely who's actually who lives in this area. Yeah. Um, she she tagged me in some bullshit because she knows I love Amy. And I'm talking. I was talking to one of her friends, and not so much talking, but we're also we became friends and yeah, sisters yeah. and all that shit. One one of each other's followers, so to speak. And I don't know if I had been referenced to hanging out or some shit like that, but yeah. she made it seem like, oh yeah, we're hanging out. Here, look at us. Here. Oh, look at us. And then, <clears throat> then I'll get a message. Oh, what are you, what are you up to? Oh, I'm not doing shit. I'm here I'm at the house. Uh, I saw that you're attacked. Uh, uh, this bitch. Someone's <laughs> fucking on telling again. It is funny because motherfuckers will be ready to fight someone if you unfriend them on Facebook. Like, Facebook has gotten real silly. But it does offend me, though, if I realize it. Yeah. If I see all of a sudden I'm going to my messages, user blocked this bitch <laughs> I'm a pussy ass boyfriend how dare she unfriend me it's like I'm gonna be out loud and, and tag your ass yeah. come on I know, and there was a post. I wish I could remember how it went, but um, it said something to the extent of, uh, if you follow me on Facebook, you just know my government name. But if you follow me on Tumblr, you really know who I am. Mm -hmm. And that is true. Like, look if at my you, likes. Yeah, if you look <laughs> at my likes, if you look at the shit that I post on Tumblr, you get a real idea of who I am. But on Facebook, I may pop in and let people yeah, know what's going on with what the kids. Wanna see. Yeah, I'll show you what I want to show. Yeah, but on, yeah. on Tumblr, you're going to Get, you're gonna get the dark side. There's you're a, lot get, a lot of porn on here. Goddamn. Like, goddamn. 
Can you slow I, it down? I only like the classy stuff, though. It has to be a good gif. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me to like it. <laughs> I know. I always got to be careful checking Tumblr at work because, you know, I'll scroll through the dashboard and some crazy shit pops mm-hmm. up. Like, oh, shit. I hope they nobody see that. I mean, yeah. It, it, goes, it goes from... Uh, from religious to pornographic really fucking quickly. And you know, and that's why on my Tumblr, uh, in my little bio at the top, I posted that my Tumblr page is as bipolar as I can be at times. Because sometimes I'll be like a revolutionary black person. That's how I'm feeling that Pro day. I wanna, I'm going to talk about some social injustice. And then some days I just want to post a bunch of beautiful... <laughs> Sometimes I want to post a bunch of beautiful black women with their natural hair. These hoes need fucking. And then sometimes I want to post a whole bunch of uh, snow goddesses with tattoos and barely scantily clad. Oh, heaven, and, I'm sure. Yes, looks sir. In real life. So uh, that's Tumblr. That's my <laughs> shit, though. Uh, so on to the next one. Uh, did you see this shit about this fitness blogger and the shit that she got into at her after she gave birth? For the selfies. Yeah, this really pissed me off, and this is why I have an issue with this whole um, your fat shaming thing. Um, apparently, for those who don't know, uh, Carolyn Erickson, who's a fitness blogger, calls to stir with her selfie four days after giving birth. Um, apparently, she's a soccer wife and a new mom, and she pissed some people off. Um, she's 26. She's married to some fucking player who gives a fuck but apparently on november 28th just four days after giving birth to her baby girl um she posted instagram photo of herself posing in a bra in black underwear do you got it up on your thing can you see it yeah for some reason it wasn't it wasn't coming up before but i definitely have it up okay what's trying and um she says (laughs) yeah and she says uh i feel so empty and still not four days after birth now some people got pissed and um it has a picture of her yeah bra and panties and all that then God under- damn if her stomach doesn't look fucking ripped though. yeah she's back what to being hell? ripped and all that four days after four days after giving birth this isn't an older picture no this is apparently according to her this is four days after birth i don't believe it <laughs> where's the c-section scar <laughs> Now, apparently some writer by the name of Suzanne Abel responded to the picture on her blog and questioned if she and Erickson are even the same species. And she said that um, this whole... Wait, what's her name? Uh, No, excuse me. uh, Australia, Miami, Mia blogger Rebecca Sparrow had said that Erickson's photo was a disservice. And she said this whole situation has become ludicrous. The competition for women to give birth and they immediately remove any trace from their bodies that they ever carried a child is obscene. There is no other word for it. Actually, it's more than obscene. This look how hot I still am obsession and need for public endorsement. Focusing on how we look post baby distracts from how we feel. And that is what we need to be concerned with all new mothers. Motherhood is overwhelming on so many levels. We need to shift this goddamn focus back to the mental health of our mothers now this pisses me off because i do think that uh it is stupid to fat shame going back to us talking about jennifer lawrence earlier goddess. I, my my snow goddess i'm so pissed off at people who consider her to be overweight because i think that's just fucking absurd she's not skinny i think she's a fantastic fucking build dude she's fat Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I hate the notion that she's fat because she is not fat to me. But 
on the other side of it i think this is silly when you have a woman who she gave birth and she feels good that she looks back to how she looked before she got pregnant and now she's fat shaming and making people feel bad because she showed herself looking good four days after giving birth i think that's just fucking silly one thing i think that just kind of takes it all out the fucking realm completely anyway is the fact that if you look at this bitch's pictures and she's she's pretty uh, I, I won't say that she's not pretty um her little pregnancy picture because you know everyone please talk me out everyone everyone who takes those you know those pregnancy things uh those uh whatever uh, look at my belly pictures she she's she just looks like she's bloated she doesn't even look like she has a baby in there you know what i mean like so i mean i guess considering how fucking uh toothpick skinny she was yeah. i guess it, it it doesn't even look worse than a beer belly it really just looks like a bitch with a fucking beer belly is what it looks like yeah and not even that and but, i just i just think it's silly though that now being proud of being fit is considered you're shaming fat people like i just think everyone's offended. stupid like everyone yeah, we are in such a sensitive world where anything you do you're doing it to piss somebody else off and that's the reason why going back to um uh me saying that i don't subscribe to i wouldn't call myself a feminist I, even though I believe that women should be treated equally, I wouldn't, I don't um, align myself with the LGBT movement, even though I think gay people should have the right to get married. Mm-hmm. I don't side with black activists, even though I think there's a lot of social injustice excuse me still going on with black people in america i don't subscribe to any of these things because i'm a humanist i believe that everyone should be treated equal i think that's the problem with some of these different sets where they'll blow something out of proportion like this isn't fat shaming she wasn't i could see if she posted this picture it was like haha you bitches still look fat after you give birth then yeah that's fucked up but she's just uh, simply saying and especially with her being a fitness blogger she's just like i feel good that you know i'm back to how i looked before i got pregnant she's not saying that to make anybody else feel bad no you're fucking insecure because whoever this bitch is probably still fucking fat after she gave birth to her child and she wants to get mad at this woman because she looks different like she's trying there's a difference in who this person is obviously her as a profession needs to be on her shit and that's yeah you know what i'm saying she just and so it just drives everyone's me nuts like just everybody's offended about everything just fucking get over it go goes back to mr anglo-american earlier yeah <laughs> exactly oh my god this one news story against white people oh we're being oppressed now like eat a dick you know what's really funny and uh, i don't want to say my my government last name out loud but it sounds like anglo right <laughs> and at work we have to you know we're not allowed to use aliases so because i have to use my real last name i kind of i say it like that yeah and i realize at first when i used to say it in this in the the spanish tradition that it is yeah um people would hang up on me now if i say you're speaking to richard angelo yeah anglo they were they oh okay this might be important yeah and they fucking and, and i get a <laughs> oh, and, yeah and I, and I get a carry on to do what it you is might I be get caucasian let me listen to you yeah 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 <laughs> and i think it's so fucking horrible it sounds like you got a goddamn spick on the phone and they hang up you know they're awkward <laughs> little quick yeah but oh I, you hear the word anglo oh oh yeah he might what if God was one of us? <laughs> and then they fucking listen. I'm like, oh, you goddamn racist prick. But then once I once I realize that's what it is, I know I got them and I know how to treat them. Honestly. After that. Yeah. 
because people are you know how you treat people how you want to be treated and, yeah. and and if you can see they're going to be a racist fuck well then shit use that to your advantage to tell them how much you hate specs and negras <laughs> they might but love it, you for it it is just fucking ridiculous it just drives me nuts that just now you can't be proud of being in shape now you're trying yeah. to make people feel bad like and that's my thing too with um there was a post i saw somewhere which i was really rocking with and um it was simply it was saying that um that feminism shouldn't be about uh, uh, feminism shouldn't be about trying to show that women are greater than men just like there should be no need for the lesbian gay community to just feel to break down straight people like in the same thing I say with black activism I don't like black activism which is simply just talking about how ain't shit all white people are that shit just drives me nuts when it's just I don't know so like I said that's why I consider myself a humanist I think everybody should be treated equal and I don't give a fuck how you want to exactly (laughs) and I don't give a fuck how you label it but just people are just fucking silly and so goddamn sensitive and that's why and I I get upset too so I mean we can we can go upfield, especially yeah. when you had that one black feminist that, that tried to give it you on, on uh, get at you. That on went YouTube. at me on. I mean, tumble, un- understand yeah. this is all. If, if if any, just so you know, for all those that are listening, anytime there's there's a, something explicitly said, um, it's just it's not only meant to recreate; it's to add emphasis to everything. So. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, this is a comedy podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like our form of humor, don't mm-hmm. listen to the show. And and I feel like I have to say because I I we both love women and we, we both cherish our yes. you cherish your mother. I don't care for my mama too much, but I love my grandmama. <laughs> so in that essence, well, yeah. that's our queen, and, and we love and we know that you guys yeah. are what makes the world go round. So if I call a bitch a bitch, it it can be for any sort of amount fucking of reasons. Kendrick put it best on uh fucking that section eighty. I forgot yeah. what that song. I call was. it square square and a bitch a bitch yeah i call a bitch a bitch a hoe a hoe a woman a woman that's real talk whatever we we've gone too much on to that speaking of someone that's great to someone who's considered great and speaking of someone who's sensitive (laughs) who's real sensitive um someone say a bitch we're uh and it it pissed me off no no second fucking hated this pissed me off fucking um (laughs) I'm, i'm a fan of both and i love them both uh, my auntie actually got a meat sway. Uh, for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, on, a, on a commercial flight. Oh, <laughs> he was real as hell, supposedly. But, uh, so uh, recently, I guess this was from November 26th. This was a while ago, but fuck it. We still going to talk about this shit. Uh, Kanye West and Sway getting into it on the morning show. If this shit wasn't fucking fantastic, um, I'm going to play a little bit of this. I'll see exactly how long it is. And we'll come. Com- I'm we'll actually p- putting this in the Facebook while we're doing this. Okay. Cool. And throw this shit on uh, anybody who follows us. Facebook.com slash IBHM podcast. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and um, we're going to post it on. Um, if you need to find a new link, if you actually uh, type in Kanye Spazzles. The, the one that we have in the notes doing? The one in the notes doesn't work. <laughs> that video got pulled down. Uh, but if okay, you. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll yeah. Uh, the Sway's t- universe is the one I'm looking at. T- tell me what happened. Now the clip is 34 minutes long. We're not going to, of course, play the whole thing. But if you get about 16 minutes and 17 seconds in, uh, they get into it, and so we're going to play a little bit of this. We'll do some live commenting, and then we'll uh, say how we feel about it afterwards. So I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit, a little bit of this for you guys. Once again, if you haven't already, you can play it. audio. Yeah, I'm going to okay. play the audio. So let me know if you can't hear it. So here okay. we go. I'm sure you can. What's going to yeah. happen yeah. with the the red October's? You know what Nike told me when I asked them? We ain't sure. You know what they told the store, though, of my, of my 
boy that run a store, they said, if y'all want that Red October, you got to take these 10 other shoes. Mm -hmm. So they told me they ain't sure. But then they told him, if you want that Red October, but legally, we got to both sign that contract, Mark Parker. I'm going to put Mark Parker all on that Summer Jam screen. And by the way, Mark Parker, yes, I will still accept an investment in Donda. I got some more ideas that don't involve shoes. But if you guys are investing in the arts, mm-hmm. y'all want to invest in this school in Brazil, y'all want to go to Africa, I'm standing up and I'm telling you, I am oh, Warhol. Here go, right here. I mm-hmm. am the number one most impactful artist of our generation. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney, <laughs> Nike. Oh, video stop. Hold up. Oh shit! Did you hear the references? He, and, and he yeah. says it so many times. So he he feels like he's Walt Disney. Yeah, he is greater than Steve Jobs. And and, and on top of that, he said that they should be honored that he mentioned them as one yes. of him. Let's see if I can play some more of this. Google. Now, who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Or do you want to marginalize me until I'm out of my moment? Too. Why don't get, you get, empower get, yourself and don't hmm. need them and do it yourself? How, like, Sway? I'm broke, Sway. That's what he should have said. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers, Sway. I've been doing Kanye. this more than you. You ain't got... Come on, chill out. You bro. ain't got the answers. Kanye, you ain't got the answers. Bro, I'm asking you. You a ain't question. been doing the education, bro. You ain't been doing the education. Kanye, <laughs> you don't have the answers though, calm down. because you're trying to give me advice about no, something. No, no, you no, ain't. No. You Listen. ain't got the answers. You ain't spent thirteen million dollars of your own money trying to empower right. yourself. Yes, but I spent hundreds of thousands and doing putting out clothing lines at a smaller degree. All I'm asking you, I'm, and then, but, and but, it but, ain't but, no Ralph though. Uh, it ain't, ain't no Ralph though. Wow. What's the name of your clothing Why line? Are you we don't call know. him out on the show like you know, that. He knows no. I lost money, but that's not exactly. That and I could lose money on a higher level too. Don't think just because. Wait, 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 but you think it's the most, the least money. Let me finish my question, dog. Man, no, man, no. You don't have the answer. I'm asking you for the answer. It's a question. Why is it that you can't? Yo, you have money. I just told answers. you I lost the money because I did not have the knowledge okay, of how so to you do don't it the have right money. way. So you don't have the money to do it. That's your answer. You ain't got to turn up, man. This ain't no fucking show, man. Not for you as a homie. No, it ain't no yeah. homie, man, because Ooh, the thing is the no bottom homie. line is everybody. You ain't got to turn up like you ain't got no hold up. You Ain't no hold up. Listen, bro. Ain't no hold up. It ain't got to be no hold up. I'm asking you a question. Ain't no hold up. I'm asking you a question. What do you mean it ain't no hold up? Man, we here talking to civilized people. I'm trying to understand your world because when I go to your concert, I'm curious about what you're saying. Swear was I don't so nice know. Swear. That's why I'm asking you the question. Well, I'm explaining to you what Okay, it is. but you ain't got to turn up on me man to man, dog. Fuck these mics. We could turn all this shit off. You ain't gotta do this. It's cool. You hear how emotional he got? His voice spoke just a little bit. Don't try to embarrass us. I'm not trying to embarrass y'all. What I'm trying to say to y'all is this industry well, stop it right there. So, uh, so yeah, so he got into it over like Kanye has really been on this fashion kick for a little minute now. Um, and me being a Gemini, um, I can see both sides of the story. So he's also I'll, a Gemini, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a Gemini. Shots out to Kanye, to Tupac, to Biggie, to Jada Kiss, to Andre 3000. Ah. It's a gang of Gemini rap artists. I'll leave that at that. But I'll let you go ahead and uh, I'll let you. Uh, how do you, how how did this video make you feel? Uh, to be honest <laughs> with you, it, it upset me like a motherfucker because yeah. 
And mind you, and and you know, I, I'm an admitted Kanye stan. You know what I'm saying? And much I love, respect yeah. for him for his production, for his writing, for his balls, for the way that he's going. I feel like he's also living the life that I wish I could have lived because I feel like I'm restricted by my resources. Yeah. If I had the beats, I'd be making some shit. If I had, you know, it's all this, all this thing. Especially if I had the thing for fashion, I'd be doing this. Mm-hmm. And the thing with him, especially if you notice the references that he makes to new slaves, he knows his limitations. Yeah. One of the saddest things, and this is kind of to reference him being a genius, me because I feel I'm a god, and he also called himself a god earlier on the Breakfast Club when he was arguing with Charlemagne. Yeah, I mean, you as a god, knowing that you're not god, yeah. you know your limitations, and it and it frustrates you because you know how shits run. You see the monopoly, you see the motherfucker yeah. with the what's that one little thing on his eye, the uh, ornacle or not monocle, like whatever. You yeah, see yeah. who has who's pushing, yeah. and you can't do shit about it because the way to do it right is to do it the way that they're doing it. Yeah. And him, obviously, he could he could have things on, on do things on a small production value, but because yeah. he's not able to do shit big dick status as he yeah. wished that he could, because yeah. he's looking at all these people. Be, all right, because he re- because he reached up to Jay Z, yeah, he feels I should be able to do all these things that, that Jay Z does, yeah. And because he's not, he's pissed off, yeah. and that's why he he gets upset. I just don't like how he blew up on on Sway, on Sway yeah, because Sway is the homie. Yeah. And now, uh, like you had mentioned to me when we were texting, when we were talking about this a little bit, um, I think part of the reason why he was so upset when he came into this interview is often he. I think he says it a little later on in this clip, but um, he had mentioned how he had went to the Breakfast Club before this interview, and Charlemagne the God, I like dude, he's funny, but he's a fucking troll. His whole job during the Breakfast Club is just to irritate and agitate people. Antagonize. He, uh, yeah, basically, and to rile people up because he's trying to get a fucking instigate. sound bite. Yeah, he instigates shit. And um, like Kanye mentions later on in this uh, clip, he kind of semi, he apologizes to Sway, and he was talking about how him and Sway are good friends so they could argue like this and be cool afterwards. But he was like he didn't even look at Charlemagne during the whole interview because if they get turned up that might turn into a violent situation and so he kind of you know kept to himself so I think part of it part of him spazzing on Sway the way he did was he was kind of yelling at Charlemagne yeah he was pissed off he was still pissed off about Charlemagne and it came out on Sway now I do say that the whole this fashion thing that Kanye is going through right now I think it's two sides to it one of it I do get it that he's been trying to break into the fashion industry and he feels that they're pigeonholing him as a rapper and because he's a rapper he they're not taking him seriously and I remember uh, Donald Glover uh, shots out to Childish Gambino has said that several times every time someone calls Childish Gambino a rapper he corrects them do not call me a rapper I don't want to be put in that lane because once you call me a rapper it stops the different things I can do and like he said he has a show uh, coming out soon on FX that he's like the executive producer the main person with yeah and he was like he wouldn't have been able to get that show if he was a rapper but since he's considered an actor and a stand up comedian and a whole bunch of different things he's able to do that now Kanye being labeled as a rapper it's only so much that you're going to be able to do and like Kanye explains how it's kind of difficult to get um, people uh, real designers won't invest in his shit because he's a rapper and they look at him being lower than him and then he can't bring different designers to work under him because then they're like that's bringing me down because I'm working for a rapper so he's kind of fucked up but I think yeah but I think the thing that Kanye has learned that Jay-Z recently learned and he talked about it on his Magna Carta CD and which Oprah learned when she was out in Switzerland with that whole purse incident it doesn't matter how much money you have you're still a nigga yeah 
plain and simple. That's what this comes down to. The French people, and if there's any French people listening, I apologize, but Pardon a me. lot of you guys are fucking racist. <laughs> there is still, the French has an opinion on black people. I am no nigga. <laughs> and so Kanye, I think that's what Kanye doesn't realize. He's thinking that, well, I'm rich. I should be able to do that. But no, they still look at you in a certain way and they're not going to do business with you. There's an, uh, did you fuck with the, um, run the jewels record with the killer Mike and LP? No, I never got to, yeah, fully listen to it. I forget what track it was, but there's this line that, that Mike says, he goes, you may have seven figures, but you still a nigga. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And that's what listening, uh, anybody who listened to Jay-Z's, uh, Magna Carta CD, Jay kind of brought that up several times on, um, on that CD, how, even though he was rich, he's still an outsider when he's around all these rich people. And it's that realization of it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're still a nigga. And some people are still going to treat you like that. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire like Oprah, they're going to still treat you like a nigga at times. And you just need to realize that that is certain areas you're not going to be able to get into. So, uh, quick reference back to the, to the God. Uh, um, Kendrick, he says this line. Um, he's like, last time I checked, Illuminati was one of the biggest racist parties. Yeah. And, it, and it's so funny because it's ultimately speaking, y'all can have a part in, in this chess game of life, but you yeah. ain't running shit. Exactly. So, uh, speaking of Jay Z and running shit, we're doing some good segues. Everything that we're doing is segueing into the next thing. Totally. So fucking yeah. fancy. The, the stars are with us. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Speaking of Jay Z, uh, who I know uh, my man Papa over here is a huge fan of uh, Jay Z. <laughs> uh, I mean, his classic cuts are his classic cuts. Um, Jay Z recently on his Life and Times website posted an image of all his projects in cassette form and stacked them one on top of each other in the order of what he thought his best album was from the bottom to the top. Now, I'm going to read these out, but I'm going to start with the bottom. I think I agree with this. I pretty much do, too. I think Jay might be more in tune with... Yeah, because I, I agree with this. Now, starting from the bottom now, for those who aren't it's a big so funny. Jay-Z, what's up? I just laughed at... You're starting from the bottom, right? Yeah, I'm going to start from the bottom. I laughed at... Can I say it? At Jay-Z's Kingdom Come. Yeah. Actually, it was one of my favorite records. Oh, really? And I have the little 3D version. I don't think I've ever oh, played I, this. Oh, I got that, too. The little yeah. hologram yeah, yeah. thing. And maybe... I don't know. Maybe because I, I liked... Because that's when I found out about his relationship with the guy from, um, uh, dude, something Martin from, um, Copeland. Oh, uh, Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Him yeah. and, uh, the, the whole, the little story. Maybe I'm just a little bitch. I like gossip. <laughs> and I heard about him and Gwyneth Paltrow baking together. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But I, okay. Go. So yeah, he, uh, Jay-Z has 12 albums. And starting from the bottom, going up to the top, this is how Jay-Z rated him. He thinks his worst album is Kingdom Come. Then and I I do agree with that. I do I did like the C D, but liked it more than Holy Grail, I'll tell you that. Uh oh. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. But um yeah, I think it kinda it was kind of transparent. It seemed forced. I guess yeah. that was the thing with me. It seemed forced, like he wanted to come back, but still it has some joints on there what, that I really fuck with. Was it or was that not? And I'm not too sure I should research this. Was that yeah. before before the Rock Nation deal, yes, like he this, had one more shit to go. Like yeah. fuck it, I want to give you. All right, take this, Dick Def Jam. Yeah, I'm now. I'm this out was of his getting out of the contract. Yeah, because he took that break after Black Album, which was supposed to be his retirement CD, and then he did the Kingdom Come joke. So yeah, 
and um he tries to be god so much and now looking at these fucking titles like he yeah he does have a god complex that's why I fuck and it's right. so funny that the first one starts as a reasonable down yeah oh well, oh, we'll get oh, to oh, that oh, oh, oh. but i'm pretty sure Sorry, anybody yeah, who yeah, follows who knows, jay-z yeah. knows but uh so number 11 is the blueprint 2 uh and jay-z what's up is that the one that had girls 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 no that was the first was it okay yeah this one is the one that was the double cd okay and jay-z said that uh he had too many songs and Mm -hmm. uh which i do agree that was what was wrong with the cd it had a gang of fucking songs is the one that had hard knock life or no is that all no that's volume two um what was on blueprint oh no we're talking about blueprint two i'm gonna bring up uh okay let me That's bring the hard knock shit. Never mind. I'm trying to think. Blueprint to You're uh, right. track list. I'm trying to remember what was his single. Was it? Um, excuse me, miss. It was that CD uh, that had excuse me, miss, and the watcher too. And um, yeah, that was whatever. Yeah, it was a decent CD, but it was just way too many. And then uh, the CD before that. that back when they're trying to put Memphis Bleak on the on the yeah, was trying, yeah. Eh. Eh, didn't work. Um, number ten is a uh, volume three. Which I do agree with because I never was a fan of Jay Z's Volume Three. I didn't fuck with the Volume series. Uh, Jay Z, um, that he did have that was the CD that had Big Pimpin and Big Pimpin mm-hmm. I thought was a hot record. Uh, so ghetto. He did have a couple joints on there that I liked, but overall Yo, it was a bland CD. Really quickly, what's up? Tell the people the story that of uh. Of oh. Fucking uh, shots out once again to Juan Epstein. Uh, it's for those who don't know the Juan Epstein podcast. It's with Cypher Sounds and uh, Peter Rosenberg from Hot 97. Pretty and, much uh, a Jew in a spick. Basically, is, is, is yeah. Everything. And that's where the name Juan Epstein comes from. The spick is Juan and the Jew is Epstein. So it just it works perfectly. It sounds nice. It blends. And um, so um, they do like a nerd podcast where they bring in different people and they don't talk about the gossip and all that. They talk about the real nerdy shit that if you're a real hip hop stand, the shit that you want to hear about. And uh, they had Bun B on a couple of weeks ago and um, somehow it came up the whole Big Pimpin' thing. And so Bun B told the behind the scenes story of how Big Pimpin' came to be. And he said, going back to Jay-Z's volume two CD, Jay-Z has the song a week ago with Too Short. And he said, initially it was supposed to be Pimp C that was on that CD. It was supposed to be Pimp C on that song. And so how it happened was uh, Dame Dash calls up Pimp C and was like, yo, Jay wants to get you on this record. And so Pimp C was like, oh, cool. You know, I have this new studio out in Houston. Tell Jay to fly out here to Houston. We'll do the record. And Dame Dash was like, no, Jay-Z's not leaving New York because that was in the middle of the East Coast, West Coast beef was still going on. And he was like, no, Jay-Z's not leaving New York, so you got to come out here. And so Pimp C was like, well, tell that nigga I'm not leaving Houston and hung up on him. Uh. Like, fuck you then, nigga. I don't give a fuck who you is. So then some years pass and we get to uh, the volume or a year pass. We get to the volume three and um, Jay-Z wants to do the big pimping record. And apparently Jay-Z kind of really just wanted Pimp C on the record. But he thought maybe if he uh, asked for UGK, maybe he could get it to work. So uh, he calls up Bun. That that just fucks me up because to me, Bun B. Bun is the sick one. Yeah, Bun is the sick one from UGK. It's funny because Pimp is just respected more. I don't know. It's weird. I think he just wanted that swangy hook. Yeah, basically. He wanted that twang. And so uh, Jay-Z gets in contact with Bun B, tells him he wants him to do the record. And um, so he sends them uh, the beat and all that. And this is back when you still had the analog tape. You had the Mm. reels and all that. So it wasn't no Pro Tools being emailed or nothing like that. And um, so they listened to the record. And Pimp C was like, I'm not doing that bubblegum bullshit. Because anybody who was really following hip-hop at that time, that Pimp, that... um, 
big pimping beat didn't sound like anything else that was out in hip-hop it was real bouncy it, just, it was different and so uh bun b said he's going back and forth with the dude trying to get him to do it and uh, bun b was like well if you don't do it i'm gonna still go out there i'm gonna do the record and all that and so he said after fucking weeks of arguing and going back and forth with pimp c pimp c finally was like okay i'll do the record but tell the nigga he only getting eight bars from me Dude. I was like, damn. So that nigga was a G. And that's the reason why I always wondered that why Pimp C only had eight bars on that song. It was because he was still pissed off that's the fucking Jay Z. That's all I'm giving that nigga. <laughs> so uh Respect to fucking Respect. Hey, he I don't give a fuck who you are. So that that's mad love. So rest in pit uh, rest, rest in, in peace, peace, Pimp C. And actually, quick little side note, um Pimp C uh for I, I went to school for audio engineering and I moved out to California and I interned out in Hollywood at a recording. Yeah, uh, a Hollywood ass. Hollywood, I was Hollywood for a little bit. I actually engineered for R and B producer who's still relevant in the game. I worked for him uh, intern while I was out there in L A. And I was actually in L A. the night that Pimp C died, and the industry shut down that night. Like when it came out that Pimp C died. All the studios shut down and people threw like uh, parties, like a celebration of life out of respect out of him. And it was funny because me being an intern, my job is the gopher to drive people around. And uh, you, had to, you had to find that lean for everybody to, to take in tribute. Well, no, what I ended up having to do was the uh, R&B producer that, that I interned for his uh, younger brother and his cousin uh, were going to Nick Cannon and Omarion had a, a rest in peace Pimp C party. And I had to drive them to go pick up these three bitches that they it was fucking up, up a little north of Hollywood and I had to drive them down to wherever the club was out there and drop them off at the Nick Cannon uh, Omarion party so it was funny the industry just shut down that night and that was the night that I realized I didn't know that Pimp C was that respected in the game that Hollywood on the music tip just stopped working that night to pay their respects to Pimp C so I thought that was dope that's kind of wild yeah so um Back to the list, uh, number Back to a dynasty. Number nine is Dynasty, and I do agree with this. This was actually the first Jay Z CD I ever bought, but it was more of a compilation CD because this Jay Z has tried so many times to retire, and he was trying to pass the torch to Beanie Siegel and Bleak, and I think a million was around this time. I think they were still fucking with, yeah, because they had the I forgot the name of the song, but they had a song with a million. Oh my, I'm forgetting the name completely. Um, the chick, you remember the chick, right? In the group, oh. the light skinned chick, yeah, who couldn't rap, but um, so that so was that one. Uh, now number eight was the Blueprint Three. He says, "Sorry, credits, it's good." Empire gave Frank a run for his money. Now that Empire State of Mind with Alicia Keys, that was a huge ass fucking record. Yeah, but I do agree that CD was uh. Yeah. You know what? The only song in that because I, I grew to hate and appreciated mine once I looked learned of all the um, that's I think that's when I start catching wind yeah. to how dark and yeah, the side of the had things the he had line about um, I forgot basically saying that Jesus can't save you outside of church. Oh, that was shit, the that song. was it. That's why yeah, I hated him that, so much. Yeah. Now I'm reminded of my 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 <laughs> hatred fire of this that's motherfucker. That's where the hate came. But there, the I one track that, though yeah. that I love from that album and I thought yeah. it was really smart. My home. Fucking the homie Timberland did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Venus versus Mars. Yes, that, that was phenomenal. Had the best wordplay. That wordplay was ready. And and he used Woo! his his H town baby as a you know that was hot. As a little show. I really off. did like that song. So out of the whole 
scump of shit that was Blueprint 3 was Venus and Mars. Yeah. So. And then so uh, number Respect. seven, he has volume one. Um, he says, Sunshine kills this album. Fuck. Uh, Streets, where I'm from, you must love me. Those were phenomenal records. But same thing too, like volume one, me being the Jay-Z stan I am. This was after Big died. And this is when Jay-Z aligned with Puff. So this was a very popish album because he brought Didn't you samples of Biggie on it? From what I, remember, I can't I remember if there was Biggie samples. But I just remember the production was very light. It was very playful, the production. And this is actually the CD where the Jay-Z, the camel thing came from. Because the Sunshine video, they shot with whatever that fish eye camera is. And that's the picture when Jay-Z looked like a fucking camel staring into the thing. And that's where they started making fun of Jay-Z saying that he looks like Joe the Camel. It comes from the Sunshine video. So, yeah. uh Yeah. Now, number six, Popo's favorite album, uh, Magna Carta. Jay-Z ranks at number six. And uh, we'll talk more probably about Magna Carta than that album. Yeah. We're going to do a year-end review of hip-hop albums, so we'll talk more about Magna Carta then. And really quickly, just because of, uh, because of the name, and I forget the guy who bought it, but there's some dude who bought the Magna Carta for like $22 million, or $22 billion, or $22 million or twenty two. I think it's $22 million, Yeah. Or, fuck, either way, million or billion, 22 of it is a whole fucking lot, and the yeah, guy yeah. bought the Magna Carta. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk once again. It's, it's yeah, we'll get into it so uh mm. now jay-z's top five albums he considers number five really? Amer- oh go ahead i i, I want to talk a little bit about magna carta just for a second to do the top four track <laughs> total product placement but okay yeah go to american gangsta <laughs> so yeah number five he has american gangsta now me personally um i really love this fucking album and once again going back to california this cd came out like two weeks before i moved to california and this was my fucking anthem. I listened to the CD every day on the freeway out there in the main streets of California. That it, it, I really loved it because I thought as an album it was fucking fantastic because it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and he was telling a story. And it just it now I would have took out the song that he had with Lil Wayne, Hello Brooklyn, yeah, that was sonically just, that was it didn't fit. Used for a fucking yeah. single purposes, you and fucking ass. The song he had with Beanie Siegel, Ignorant Shit, that was an old record. Mm-hmm. So if he could have took those two out, I think it would have been a flawless album mm-hmm. as what jay-z can do yeah. I, but yeah i thought this was real and like he says he gave it four and a half stars and he said cohesive which i really think it was what made me shit myself yeah fucking puffy produced it says executive yeah. producer album what the fuck did he do he um if you read the credits it was puff daddy's production team is who did those beats so lv uh. I can't remember all them dudes' name, but yeah, it was Puff Daddy's production crew that put that CD together, okay. and so that's the reason why Puff Daddy was uh, given so much credit on the album. So, because I forget which one the last. Well, remember because I, I bought that album, and when yeah. I bought it, I saw it right in the back. It, it produced by executive produced uh, by Jay Z and, and Sean Puffy Sean Combs. That's what mm. it said. He used his whole government. So I'm like, what? The yeah. Fuck? What so. do you do? Well, nigga, you have you, you have you have money. Did you what? dance in the background? Like what the I, fuck? I didn't see any videos. Of that. <laughs> yeah. That threw me for a spin so then uh number four he has volume two which i agree i thought that was a classic that was the first jay-z cd i ever listened to because actually i wasn't a fan of jay-z i thought the nigga was overrated until volume two yeah i wasn't always a jay-z stan but i had a a friend of mine who had and it was funny because it's showing my age uh 
he had volume two on cassette and um he really loved the coming to age song that he had with memphis bleak and i thought that was a phenomenal fucking record we used to play that shit all the time i used to rap like jay-z and he used to do memphis bleak part we used to go back and forth like that was the shit back then but um so yeah he rates that as number four and i do agree i thought that was a classic album uh i thought it was sonically like it was it was dope cd now he says his third best cd is the black album which I thought Black Album was a good CD. I think I would give it a four and a half. I wouldn't give it a five. It, I don't know. Something about it was kind of off, but it was a phenomenal album. That was technically the first album I bought from him. From him? Oh, yeah. Before I, I visited Reasonable Doubt. Cause, yeah. Because there's a little bit, and, and I think to me, the, 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 the sonic level, just the beat-wise, everything that was on Black Album, maybe because it was mostly, I think, the Neptune shit is what stood out the most. Yeah. It I don't know, it gravitated toward me. It was very okay. in the time. Okay, yeah, yeah. I give that to you. And then uh, number two is The Blueprint, which was a classic. And this was the CD, too, which is actually funny, because I think what was more famous on this CD was... Ren- Renegade? No? Yes. Eminem's verse on Renegade. This... It was a classic Jay-Z, but I think this CD also made people respect Eminem because everybody thought he was a novelty until on one of Jay-Z's best albums ever, he showed Jay-Z up on his own fucking record. And he produced the goddamn track. And he made it. And actually, do you know that was an old record? The original Renegade was Eminem and Voice the Five Nine. Mm-hmm. That's when that beef shit with them yeah, was popping off. Yeah, and that's off. when it was popping off and he gave the record to Jay-Z and Royce took that a certain way, but that's that. And then, uh, They're in a group now. Well, they're they're best friends again now which is actually fantastic i'm a big fan of both of those guys and uh the number one is reasonable doubt which i think no is question no question about it no question me personally in all-time hip-hop albums of all time i would put that in my top three that is a phenomenal fucking cd and that is the cd that made me a jay-z stand because like i said the first jay-z cd i ever heard was volume two and then the first jay-z cd i ever bought was the dynasty and then after i bought the dynasty i went back and bought reasonable doubt and i was like oh i get it now mm-hmm. and i was uh, i've been a fan of the man's ever since so and to be honest with you, he hangs by a string of okay. I guess I understand why they like you is because of that fucking is because of reasonable doubt. Yeah, and that's to I this will admit day. it. It was actually funny because I was just uh, uh, me and the missus uh, went out with uh, the boys to this uh, Glendale uh, lights glitter thing, Gl- Glendale glitter Glendale or something glitters. like that. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw a picture or two from that. Uh, my little boy had his uh, uh, bubble gun, and he claimed uh, he declared a bubble war on everybody and was shooting people with bubbles as we were going. I actually did see that. It was fucking hilarious. But uh, typical black male wanting to shoot people. Got to got to shoot everybody. And <laughs> but um, fucking what was this? Oh yeah, we had uh, some downtime while we we're up there. We we're sitting. We didn't really know what to do or what we were gonna do next. And uh, my girl's uh, mom was uh, walking uh, with Kai, taking him around and all that. And I hopped on Rap Genius, and I was just reading all the lyrics to reasonable doubt and just kind of reliving the greatness that that fucking cd was so yes sir of reasonable doubt of reasonable doubt yeah yeah. i'd started from track one i was just reading everything i was going through and some of the east coast uh metaphors and different things i didn't know what the fuck he was talking about was real oh that's what he meant all that yeah so the jay-z standing that's a nice little revisiting man that's yeah you're connecting precious moments with fucking Mm. a dope album yeah so that's my shit so on to the next one uh this kind of pissed me off um fucking i don't know when this happened uh i guess sometime last november the american music awards went down which i don't follow i don't know whatever 
But uh, Malcolm, what's up? Oh, is that comes on ABC? I have no idea. Okay. But uh, ooh, excuse me. Uh, Malcolm Moore and Ryan Lewis won favorite rap slash hip hop album for the heist. Now I'm not upset about that. That's not really what upset me because anytime you have any of these white awards, they love to give the hip hop awards to whoever the current white rap artist it, is. It only fits. <laughs> I get it, so I'm not mad. But the thing that pissed me off was um let me see yeah malcolm moore had a speech and um i'm just read this real quick he says now that i'm sitting here in front of millions of people i like to address something extremely important to me i was talking to my friend before the show and he reminded me of a great martin luther king quote he said injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere and due to the fact that we are in florida tonight accepting this ward i want to acknowledge trayvon martin and the hundreds and hundreds of kids each year that are dying due to racial profiling and the violence that follows this this is really happening these are our friends our neighbors our peers and our fans and it's time that we look out for the youth and fight against racism and the laws that protect it now i'm not upset that he said that i think that's fantastic that he used his celebrity to say something like that just like i think it's fantastic that he used his celebrity to say you know about the gay rights and how you know they should be allowed to get married i think that's fantastic what's pissed me off though was he got praise from the media for saying this and going back in time Jamie Foxx got shitted on when he wore that Trayvon Martin shirt to some award show I forgot what it was but everybody was like oh my god he's turning this into a racial issue and that's fucked up that he would and the verdict isn't out and this and this and that and just people were going in on social media for Jamie Foxx to have a Trayvon Martin shirt on but then now this white guy says the same exact thing and everybody's praising him for it that just kind of pisses me off like you can't hate on the black dude for saying something about the black kid getting killed and it's a racial issue but then when the white man says is okay we're gonna rock with this now it just it really rubbed me the wrong way i thought that was bullshit if and and i all due respect to macklemore yeah but even if you look at the bring up the link and look at the the video post a little screenshot of how the video starts him and ryan lewis they're a bunch of cocksuckers And and it, this is no fag reference. Like they're yeah. just a bunch of cocksuckers. Look at his mouth. He has a pretty mouth. Look at that. Those, those are dick sucking <laughs> lips. His mouth so so pretty. So and, pretty. And they, whether you want to call it smart marketing, yeah. They and just how like how I get on you about what hashtags to put yeah, in so motherfuckers exactly. can see our shit. That's exactly what it is. And they're yeah. doing it the smart way. And it's annoying. It yeah. aggravates me. And that's the thing that does kind of... A little more. <laughs> I wish we had the video going right now. If someone could have saw that neck movement that you just made. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, that's the thing that kind of kills me with Malcolm Moore. Um, like, uh, dude is cool. I think he's an okay rapper. Like, he really... He doesn't know how to ride a beat. Like, it's very choppy. Like, how he, he has no rhythm to the way he raps, but people are are um praising him because he raps fast and so on and so forth i think he's i don't think he's whack but i don't think he's as good as some people make it out to be Mm -hmm. but um i'm starting to wonder if he is a product of the machine because he seems to just hop on whatever the new social injustice thing is let me say this real quick so i can blow uh, i don't know it just it kind of rubs me the wrong way fresh from the underground yet uh you know i'm speaking all these politics that yeah. you know that people want to talk about it so it happens i'm on every i'm on the award shows that people yeah. are watching and i got all i got 
And actually, shots out real quick to Enrique Black from the Downtown Black and uh, Brown podcast. He's from Seattle, and mm-hmm. he actually, um, I don't know if he knows him personally, but he does know about Malcolm Moore's rise to fame. So he might have a better um, um, opinion of Malcolm Moore, and maybe Malcolm Moore has always been like this with his music. And so actually, Enrique, if you're listening to this, uh, hit us up on our Facebook page and uh, drop your comments on uh, Malcolm Moore, because he, like I said, he Malcolm Moore may have been doing this from the beginning of his career, and maybe just because I'm just catching on since he's blown up, but I don't know. It kind of rubs me the wrong if, way. If he's an activist, the way he's, he sounds like he's an activist, well, then I want to fucking I want to yeah. know. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, shouts out to Enrique Black. Uh, and also, uh, if you guys haven't checked him out, once again, Downtown Black and Brown podcast. Uh, if you just Google him, they, uh, his show is up on um, Podomatic, so go show that brother some love. So... A um, couple more things before we get out of here. Um, I wanted to bring up this knockout game thing. Have you heard about the knockout game? Is this like the Vine shit that the people do? No, not the, what is that, the slap, slap cam. cam or whatever. No, this is something else that's a little more dangerous that's going on. Um, apparently, there's this thing called the knockout game, and apparently it's mostly black kids, and they're going around, and they're punching uh, people out of the blue and knocking them the fuck out. And there's been these videos of it going around newscasts. They've been talking about it and they've been showing these videos of these uh, black kids knocking people out for no fucking reason. Oh, they're black kids? And there's black kids. And mostly they're hitting white people. Oh. And um, so the video's been going around for a while. And um, it's like basically the same like eight clips or show- so that they keep showing of just black people hitting unarmed white people out of the blue and so on and so forth do they have homeless random homelesses that come on and be like you got knocked the fuck out no? uh, it was one of them where somebody was talking shit and I guess the point of the game is that you hit the, you're supposed to see if you can hit the person once and knock them out like what a knockout is a one hit or quitter if you TKO. will a TKO now my gamers out there <laughs> Now, shouts out real quick to Tariq Nasheed from the Mac Lessons radio show. He talked about this a uh, few weeks ago. He had a Ustream show, which you can find on his YouTube page. And he went on for an hour about how this knockout game was a myth. And um, basically what he was talking about was not necessarily that these people weren't going around knocking people out, but they were taking a bunch of random clips of people being assaulted and they were trying to put them all together and tie them together. Like there was this new game that black people came up with and he brought up a whole bunch of, he broke down like each different clip. And even one of them, it was some black dude that ran up behind some Asian woman and hit her upside the head and knocked her out. Women? Yeah, this chick got knocked out. Oh. Now, apparently, though, when you do the research, this incident actually happened in the United Kingdom. And it was some dude that's mentally deranged that had attacked this, uh, this woman and all that. And he was just saying, telling people to be careful of believing the media when they say that this is some new game that black people are going around knocking people out. Because his concern was with all this shit with uh, Renisha McBride and with Jonathan Terrell and the Trayvon Martin and all these unarmed black people getting... Uh, shot and these people not getting arrested he was like the main thing is a uh, motive you know anytime you try to uh, persecute someone it's all about motive and so now with this story of the knockout game going on then all unfortunately if you have a white guy walking down the street and he just shoots a black kid for no reason all he has to do is say that they were playing the knockout game and so I shot them before they attacked me Hold and- on, Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Fucking Zimmerman. That, yeah, whatever. I'm not bringing okay, him okay, up okay. again. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just fucking You're getting me riled up. I'm just mumbling in the background, <laughs> sir. I'm just mumbling. So, um, 
So yeah, so he had just had this hour-long video about how the knockout game was a, a myth, and it was funny because some people kind of took offense to it, saying that you know these black kids were going around knocking people out and so on and so forth. But I found it funny because then about a week after Mac, uh, or excuse me, Tariq Nasheed did the video, the USA Today came out with a report saying that uh, the alleged trend of the knockout game is a myth. Now, what they said is um, some news organizations are refuting the existence of an alleged phenomenon known as the knockout game that has been the subject of media warnings in recent weeks. According to reports by CNN, the Today Show, USA Today, and others, the game takes place when young people randomly assault strangers in an attempt to knock them out with one punch. The attacks are leading to arrests and more officers on the streets and warnings for vigilance against the public. Uh, law enforcement all officials and victims advocate um, um, Today, USA Today. Apparently, some spokesmen said that um, they're investigating six incidents in the past month as possible knockouts. But police officials in several cities where the attacks have been reported say the knockout game is an urban myth and that the attacks that have been received recent attention in the media have been random assaults. And so they're trying to determine whether it's a real or where it's a real phenomenon or not. But apparently a lot of these police officers who are arresting these kids that are assaulting these people are saying that it's not some fucking game. And these guys aren't like, hey, we're going around playing the knockout game. It's just a bunch of dumb kids who are attacking people for no reason that the media has labeled a knockout game. And now they're turning into this whole big thing. And I think the issue with it is when... Uh, the media does something like this and labels something as a knockout game and try to take all these unrelated incidents and turns it into an incident. You have a bunch of dumb fucking kids who are going to watch it and then start playing a knockout game that didn't exist to begin with. Oh. So it it's this is a situation where it may be a media starting something and causing this to turn into something else. Yeah. And it goes back to, once again, we're hip-hop nerds, and this goes back to the East Coast versus West Coast mm. beef back in hip-hop there was no east coast west coast they beat. blew it up and made it something yes it was biggie and Pac had an issue and Pac had an issue with people who were friends with biggie the media turned it into the east coast versus west coast and then it blew out of proportion where then east coast rappers couldn't go to the west coast and west coast rappers couldn't go to the east coast it wasn't that there wasn't no type of tension but it was the media turned it into something that it wasn't and that might be the same thing that's going on with this knockout game now it almost feels like uh, kind of thinking to reference remember the scream movies yeah remember the movie screams how yeah. uh you know there's this infamous killer out there so that, so then they have all these uh wannabe killers just that, yeah. that piggyback the copycat killers. copycat killers exactly. there you go and i wonder that's that's a very smart thing to do yeah you know i'm saying first they gave black people crack and they put them <laughs> in doing this shit and, and you know social media is all the rage so people they want to do it they yeah. did it for the vine did it for the vine yeah the fuckers are trying to exactly you know. and world star hip-hop wants oh oh God. Don't listen to them. Don't oh, listen. God damn, that yeah. ad just blew my fucking these yeah. stupid ass fucking ads. But um, before we get money for it, we let you play. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. Um, fucking uh, oh, World Star Hip Hop is the devil. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing that kills me. World Star, they started this whole subculture of knocking someone or mm -hmm. a fight's happening, and you take out your phone and record it. And World Star, World Star, and that's the dumbest shit because now people are looking for fights to record it to put it on mm -hmm. World Star. And it's the copycat of okay. someone trying to do what somebody else is doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is knockout games going on now. But like I said, it might be something that the media started with. And not 
saying that they did it purposely and oh they're trying to victimize us black people it might simply be that someone gave them the incorrect information and, and they ran with it yeah news stories and that's the reason why you see a lot of conspiracies come out anytime there's like that Washington shooting when the Capitol building yeah. got shot and all these different things a lot of conspiracies come out of it because like a story will come out and then every time the news brings it up they change the story right. and a lot of times it isn't Navy shooting oh yeah the Navy shooting that was the other one I was trying to remember the name of it but a lot of these isn't necessarily that the media is trying to control what people are saying a lot of times it's that news outlets are so quick to want to report on yeah. something to be the first people out there that they'll report something incorrectly right. to be the first ones to talk about Hurry it up, put it on Twitter just, like put it out, just put it out so we can talk about it and then after time then it's like the real story comes out and so that's that might be the issue with this they got a wrong tip one news story hopped on it a bunch of Oh, headphones done came on. <laughs> Fucking headphones. Yo, no, and and that thing that then that then happens the whole uh, the TMZ effect, exactly. and then the, you know I'm trying to. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know. The media, media ain't I shit. Hate you. Yeah, the media ain't shit. So speaking of bitches, it ain't shit. <laughs> Since we finna segue, let's so, let's get out. This I know another segue. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> fuck it. Uh, before we gotta get out of here, one more story. Um, the Dana Morales Bridgewater waitress who um got into sure. some shit for saying that um somebody didn't tip her because they didn't approve of her lifestyle. Um, she may have made this story up, and apparently, a couple days ago, she just got suspended from her job as yeah. they're investigating this. So uh, to read the story real quick, uh, a waitress who alleged alleged that one of her customers wrote an anti-gay message on a receipt has been suspended from her job pending the completion of an investigation into the report. On Friday, um, Gallup Asian Bistro posted on his Facebook page that waitress Dana Morales is currently not on our employee schedule while we are still uh, working to complete our investigation. Now, um, she is a former Marine and she attracted national publicity in November when she posted a picture of the credit card receipt on a gay-friendly Facebook page called Have a Gay Day. And her post went viral and was picked up by national websites. But doubts began to surface about the authentic uh um about the authenticity uh, authenticity uh, authenticity my 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 speech impediment comes out every so often that's what happens when i talk about lesbians <laughs> i get so sturdy i get so tonguey and uh <laughs> <laughs> make it into a little taco give them a little reminder <laughs> of what they lacks you and then gives them a little bits of what they needs <laughs> oh, sorry, but uh, apparently uh, uh, unidentified family presented its copy to a reporter from uh, some TV channel in New York and showed that it did leave a tip and had not written an anti-gay message. So uh, me and a co-worker were talking about this recently, trying to investigate what possibly could have happened because this woman posted a picture and um, I can't even bring up the picture. I forgot exactly what it said, but it, all I know is she did this, this bitch did it for attention. She got people to see pay now, for shit. This is my thought, though, that I'm wondering if maybe she got trolled, if you will. What could have possibly happened is, you know, when you buy something at a restaurant, different copies of the receipt come out and all that. And now the couple shows their credit card report showing that they did pay and there was a tip included. Now, what I'm wondering 
because initially, I guess what happened was uh, somebody was like, your waiter, Dan, will come to serve you. And then I guess when the woman showed up, um, I guess the whoever she was waiting on, they had said, oh, we're expecting a Dan, not knowing that her name was uh, Dana. And so I guess they call her Dan and all that. And so maybe. Of course, Dex want to sound more uh, masculine. <laughs> and so apparently, uh, or maybe, and this is just me, I, I don't know. I'm not an investigative reporter, but it's just me wondering, looking at maybe this is a big misunderstanding. Maybe the people made a comment, you know, saying that they were expecting a guy. Maybe she explained that she was gay or whatever, and that's her well, name or how. Is that her? real picture that's on that there? is yes that's her real picture you in can here. see the dyke on her you can <laughs> see, I, I, i'm pretty sure i could have smelled the fucking the right guard on the bitch so no i'm just wondering if maybe she showed up and maybe the couple said an offhanded comment about thinking that it was a guy that was coming and then so maybe she took it a certain way and maybe when she went back to the back she might have said something to somebody about oh well you know they kind of said this and maybe she took it the wrong way and maybe someone who works in the back as a joke took the receipt and wrote that message on there kind of fucking with her and didn't say anything and so then maybe she just saw that and thought that she didn't get a tip and then she posted on the website and so on and so forth and so it might have been another co-worker who wrote that message on there and that might be where the disconnect maybe she wasn't necessarily lying to get publicity but maybe someone played a joke on her and it got out of control and then now it's kind of like okay well if I back out of it now I'm gonna get in trouble and so I don't know I'm just wondering if maybe there's a third party involved in all of this regardless don't be a dumb bitch and show the fucking credit card information and post yeah. that shit online that is the ultimate calling out that is the main thing at the end of the day and this goes to that other um, chick that other thing that's under investigation where um, some black chick said that uh, a guy didn't give her a tip and wrote nigger uh, under the name tip or something like that <laughs> and they're investigating that too right now this just goes back to Facebook and social media and people sharing everything mm -hmm. if she was that concerned maybe she should have went a different way about doing it maybe if you felt that you were being treated a certain way maybe you should have looked into a lawyer or may i don't know maybe you should have just handled it different but we're in a world where people want to Complain share everything right away how can i have people look at this look at me yeah and then you have a situation where it blows up way out of proportion and i don't know i'm just i don't know so i just thought this was interesting so but, she might be losing her job so it, what's kind of funny is if um in, in a kind of in a little in a gay fairy tale drama novella um you know she slept with the fucking dishwasher bitch that's in there or or you know no this would happen because she's actually a cute looking dyke i i have a little fetish for oh, yeah. little dyke chicks obviously naturally <laughs> avi avi love avi. dyke bitches avi and um i'm wondering you know what i'm saying the one the one dude who gotta hit it after she got really drunk or whatever like that gets yeah. really emotional because she wants to keep in the deal obviously she's a dude so she's yeah, gonna keep yeah. her dude stands like no i don't sorry shit you know what I'm saying? hush hush because uh, these bitches gotta think that i like strictly taco <laughs> And he gets all butt hurt, writes a little note. I hate this dyke. He has this hate. Yeah. Uh, this, he has this dyke resentment, like I have. And you know, <laughs> he you know, writes this note, and all this. She's is gonna really fucking, you know, push her yeah. shit off. And I mean, it could be possible. Either yeah. which way, though, she took that shit. She did it the wrong way. Yeah. Got caught up, and not to say, you know, pass judgment and say yeah. that she deserves to lose her job, but. Come on yeah. now, that's a security breach right there. So, we wouldn't take that shit into any other corporate business yeah. showing information like that. And once again, people stop sharing every fucking thing on social media. Everybody yeah. doesn't need to know everything. That goes to the same thing when you see the parents who uh, post about how they whoop their child or they discipline their child a certain way on Facebook. Keep that shit off of social media. Everything doesn't need to be said. Yeah. So, 
that's like having some shit notarized because the whole world has yeah. seen it. Everybody has seen it. You can't take that shit back. Not if someone it's screenshots. Not if someone screenshots. You can delete Sco- all you want. Fucking Snapchat people sharing their genitalia thinking that the after Snapchat for 30 seconds is going away. Somebody can screenshot yeah. that and be like, oh, if my yeah. button's working, I'm, I'm screenshotting the shit. Chico. <laughs> Shouts out to Ellie Dawn when she sends the most prettiest pictures in terms. <laughs> yes, sir. And another segue, speaking of Ellie Dahl, who was a previous dedication, it <laughs> is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Dedications. Um I I feel real embarrassed because I didn't I didn't even think. I yeah. I've, I've been so lonely. So, so lonely. lonely. Fucking uh playing video games. I didn't even look at the bitch. <laughs> So, I'm going to make up for that okay. because me being a dedication whore that I am, I have three dedications this week. You know what all week. them hoes is at? How does that? I, you know, I need to have me some I, kids. Cause I'm if, I, if I do that, cause you know, you know I, I want kids anyway, regardless. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I wonder if that will make pussy stock go up <laughs> if I have babies. It happens. Or I'm going to just wear a wedding ring. Fuck it. <laughs> you can get a lot of play off that. There's some scandalous bitches out there that will see that wedding ring and throw the panties at you one, just to be ass. One of my close homies actually does that. And he does, but I think he does it. It's also an ego boost because oh, yeah, yeah. he actually has a dedicated girlfriend, you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? And I, I love her and you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, want them to make babies and, and be be real grown up. But he he wears his ring and, and yeah. he loves to tell a story because this is how he gets yeah. them. He has a ring. Oh, you married? Oh no, almost though. I love my and then oh my and that just reels them in. I'm like and I want to call him a shicey bastard, but he's a good dude. So I'm I'm like stuck in the middle. Yeah. But hey, it works. People ain't shit. No, at, people at ain't shit. People so, ain't shit. Uh, this episode is actually triple dedicated and me being triple, the triple, tri- double, double. me being the trailblazer that I am. I'm about to change the game <laughs> with dedications. We about so, to hit some curves, y'all. Let uh, me I'll start in order and I'll go I'll start from the top and go down um to the bottom, no pun intended. And uh Ooh. my first <laughs> dedication Y'all realize what this is later on. Is to the beautiful and lovely Amber Janae, who is the girl with caramel skin. Now um, you could find her at the girl with uh, caramel skin natural chica is what yes. she's described as she's described as mitz breed natural chica she's 19 in new york state and she's also on instagram uh the girl with uh, caramel skin and um i love her because she has the natural hair i love my black women with their natural hair stop trying to be eurocentric yeah. and get with the weaves and the all the fuck all that shit be your natural beautiful self and she is doing the damn thing women don't believe me when i tell them yeah and uh you know a lot of people they talk shit about when they try to get pictures i ain't yeah, gonna yeah, lie yeah. i'll ask a big bitch for a picture but you know what yeah. i'll tell her i want to see you at your nappiest i want to yeah, see you fresh be, out the bed crusty shit on the I lips on the side of the mouth you are yeah i yes. want to see the real and she's yes. she's and uh, yeah, she's gorgeous. And um, yeah, I started following her on Tumblr, and I chopped it up with her. Told her we were going to do the dedication, and don't get ahead of me. I see your eye. Don't get ahead of me. I don't know where you're going, but uh, I, I see number two. And but we'll get to that. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, so shouts out to uh, Amber Janae. Like I said, follow her. <clears throat> excuse me. Follow her at the girl with caramel skin dot dot com. She has a bunch of her uh, photography or excuse me, her uh, modeling shots on there and uh, show her some love and let her know that you heard about her at the IBHM podcast. She looks real fancy. Yes. And she, she's real cool. She got a good sense of humor, too. She yeah. got some odd videos on there, too. She has a good sense of humor. She so she's too rich for my blood. <laughs> now, dedication number two. Uh, I got to show love to a former. What, what you got? I almost want. I wish I could have took her because I don't. 
not to say I forgot about her. Yeah. Um, but I remember her. Well, I guess she, just how yeah. you're saying, just about to say, she was a former a former DJ down here at Power 92. Yes. Um, in Arizona. Arizona yes. love, right? I'm sorry. Yes. I, I just get really excited. I feel like I'm taking over shit now because <laughs> I, I, as much as I liked her before because she was yeah. a, a radio personality that you kind of were forced to listen to because at first we didn't yeah, have yeah. very many hip hop stations. Yeah, exactly. Now we're fucking, we're flooded by it. Yeah. Um, but I recently saw her little, her little dyke haircut a few yeah. years back. Yes. Uh, go, go and introduce her. I'm sorry. Dedication number two is to the lovely Carly Hustle. She's so beautiful. Who, once again, like you said, is a former radio DJ for Power 92, which was our main hip-hop station out here. And she now, I, and I this is the main reason why I'm showing her love. I don't know how long this has been going on. She's the executive for Hot 97. She's one of the main people for Hot 97 now. And this is so fucking dope because Charlie or Carly Hustle, when she was out here in Arizona, did her damnedest to put Arizona hip hop on the map. I was at events with her. Um, I'm pretty sure she doesn't remember me, but I was at a couple events with her and she just really tried her hardest to get Arizona on the scene. She just got the fuck out of here. And she, she gave <laughs> up on us because once again, I've said this before, Arizona from a hip hop standpoint, we're a bunch of crabs in a bucket. Yeah. And that's the reason why we have not blown up. And she tried her hardest to put us on the map. It didn't work. She said, fuck y'all. She left. I think she went to seattle for a while and she is in new york now doing the damn thing and shots out i got none beloved for this woman and hot 97 is the mecca of hip-hop and to hear that she's the executive over there i i feel like i feel like it's a victory for me too it just i feel good that she made it carly so. if you listening get get so pop on arizona verse on uh on something just get a song <laughs> we, 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 we some lonely ducks in this fucked up pond yeah as much as full, full of dirty water. Yes, and I got none beloved for. Um, I think she's openly gay. She's not bi, right? She's just a lesbian. All I know is she got her fucking head shaved. Yeah, and, and that's what I was like, about to I say. She uh, she's completely bald now, looking lovely with the bald Still head beautiful. and all that. It is actually funny because I more. They got a uh, video. I guess they do a new thing in Hot 97 called Battle of the Beats, where each uh, different person picks a new song and they play the songs, and then people got to vote for which song they want to get into rotation. And um, they do it through YouTube. And um, I guess somebody was talking shit. Touching your nipples? <laughs> I can't see you. I'm sorry. But no, I guess somebody was talking shit, and uh, on YouTube they comment. That's why you don't read the YouTube comments. Somebody was like, "What's up with the or uh, what's up with the Puerto Rican dude that talks like a chick?" So they were talking Ooh. shit, saying that she looks like a dude. It's oh, just because she's bald headed. But yeah. fuck you, Carly Hustle. We got nothing but love for you. Az, stand the fuck up, and congrats yeah. on your promotion and what you're doing. You're doing big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now to once again change the game. I wish she was my lesbian lover. <laughs> to change the game, uh, the Who's third dedication. Many, many a lover. <laughs> our third dedication goes to dun dun dun. Our first openly gay Ooh. androgynous uh, model, Ooh. Jeffree Star. Ooh. Now, for people who don't know who Jeffree Star is, Jeffree Star is an American model, electro-pop singer, and social personality living in Beverly Hills, California. And he's known mostly he's mostly known for his gender-bending, androgynous looks and eclectic music ventures. Um, Jeffree Star has made a living for himself using social networking to boost his self-made music and has stacked up over a hundred million plays and is dubbed the queen of the internet. That's a bold statement. 
now uh jeffree star i've been fascinated with this character uh we talked about jeffree star like it actually has been a year ago it's been a a few years been yeah yet nothing was ever produced i never saw something out i don't know if i heard a song i wasn't really feeling it but Akon's behind words that Lady Gaga. Yes, Akon is it? behind him. And now what Akon is Akon is he figured he's doing out. a damn he's thing. He's like, let's take this fag roll <laughs> and you know what? Let's ride with it. We got Lady yeah, Gaga holding it down exactly. for the LBG. Yes. <laughs> and now he has a androgynous, openly gay guy who dresses in drag. If you guys haven't seen Jeffree Star, Google the look. And and yeah. you know what too? What's gonna make me sound real queer is that he's rocking my favorite dyke look right now in this picture. And and I want I'm Yo. gonna have to put this on Instagram. Yeah, he's rocking my favorite dyke look. That yeah. is what tickles me. And now, how I found out about Jeffrey Star is I'm absolutely in love with Kat Von D. Mm-hmm. And Kat Von D. Fucked me up whenever this was. This was a couple years ago, I think, when we first started mm-hmm. talking about Jeffrey Star. Back, way before we started the podcast. Yeah, it's back when the Jesse James controversy, maybe. No? Yes, no? I think it was around that time. Somehow it segued. But Cat uh, Von D had posted a picture on Instagram of what I thought was a chick that was topless who was flat chested with all these tattoos posing. And I remember seeing the picture and I was like, whoa, you can show nudity on Instagram? And then I read the name and it said Jeffree Star. And I was like, wait, what? And then I clicked and then saw that it was a dude that looks like a chick. And I was like, what the fuck? And then when I did some more research, I found out that Akon had signed him, and then so I've been following the the career of this guy ever since. And we had talked about it too that he has the potential to be as big as Lady Gaga, but he doesn't quite have the vocal talent that a Lady Gaga has. So that's kind of been what has held his career back. Now, what you have your and I'm going to say this hopefully in a way that sounds nice and southern and appropriate. Now, what you have yourself right here is a gay. <laughs> These gays, similar to the, the Christianity, when they band together, they become a strong force. A strong force that you cannot stop. Yeah. And that no power bottom can take. <laughs> which, which I thought was hilarious. They said, before we get to the bottom of the list, no pun intended. I'm already thinking, oh. No pun intended. But uh, check out Jeffree Star. Um, he's an interesting personality. And his website is JeffreeStarInc.com. And that's J E F F R E E. S-T-A-R-I-N-C dot com and um, he has a EP I think out called Mr. Diva that song Love to My Cobain I think is the name oh. of it that song grew on me I really do like that song the title alone kind of makes you intrigued yeah oh, and one thing I will say and I'm going to say it's the most flamboyant voice I can say it all <laughs> y'all bitches who get real extra with your makeup y'all need to study this nigga and y'all Yo. need to learn because he knows how to look pretty following somebody on instagram that might become a future dedication i won't say the name yet we'll get to that but it was funny because i've been following them for a while and they recently posted a picture of jeffree star and they had said that they wish they can get their makeup game up <laughs> on the level of jeffree star right. and it was just it was crazy and actually i'm a quick confession jeffree star fucked me up about a month or two ago on mm. tumblr because i follow him on tumblr and i'm scrolling through my pictures and there's a picture and it's of lips and it's of somebody applying makeup and I'm seeing I'm like oh I'm like who is this and I'm scrolling through and then I get to the bottom when the uh, makeup on the lips is done and I see the neck tattoos 
I'm like, that's fucking Jeffree Star. <laughs> Motherfucker. Ooh, Fuck me Dick up. sucking lips is dick sucking lips Fuck is dick sucking lips. <laughs> so, uh, shouts out to all three of our dedications. Once again, that's Amber Janae at thegirlwithcaramelskin.tumblr.com. Shouts out to Carly Hustle, who also has a Tumblr, and it's K-A-R-L-I-E-H-U-S-T-L-E.tumblr.com. And shouts that's out Carly to- Hustles. Carly Hustle. Oh, yeah. Really quickly, oh, too, I, I, there's a situation where I think I started following her on Instagram. Yeah. And I got, I, I was so full of myself uh, because she didn't follow back right away. I'm like, <laughs> FDB. <laughs> and um, uh, she's actually shouts out to her because, uh, like I said, with the 23 and Me that we were talking about earlier in the show, I had been researching it for a while and wasn't sure if I was going to do it. And then she did the 23 and Me, and so I'm like, oh, some other people are doing it now, and that was part of the last little thing that kind of coaxed me over to go ahead and do it. Yeah. And then uh, once again, the last uh, dedication, Jeffrey Star, who is also on Tumblr, and uh, follow, show him some love too. And I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna put this out here to all mm-hmm. you people out there who. Uh, support gay marriage um if you don't buy jeffrey star's new ep you're a fucking hypocrite you're a- <laughs> oh <laughs> yes sir he, she, he wants to be the g u <laughs> so once again we want to thank you guys for listening to the ibhm podcast uh once again if you want to chime in our email is i'm black he's mexican at gmail.com uh, questions, comments, uh, topics you want to hear us talk about, uh, musicians, producers, if you want us to play some new shit, hit us up. Um, once again, you can find us on the web at the following sites, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr, WordPress, MySpace, SoundCloud, Podomatic, Vine, just add IBHM Podcast in the appropriate spot. You can also find us on Stitcher and iTunes, just search I'm Black, He's Mexican, and as soon as we can figure this technology out, yeah. we'll get the live precast or Google Hangout okay. shit going, but we're technically impaired at the moment, so mm. we'll figure this shit the fuck out. And um, once again, the if main, you well, go ahead. Also, the main website, uh, yeah. Because if, if you if you want to um. check out any of our dedications, you want to see anything, you want to yes, forward sir. to somewhere. Hopefully, our personal pages. Yeah, hit us up at ibhmpodcast.com And once again, the website has been revamped. We have all the episodes with the show notes and all that for the different areas. We have all of our social, our independent social media sites on there where you can follow our blogs, our tumblers. Uh, we both do music. You can check out our music on there also. Yeah, I know. I know. Been a minute for me too, but we got some music on there. And then um, also we have a page uh, dedicated to our dedications where you can see the pictures of them. You can click, uh, click on them, check out their links, and uh, show these people who love. You know, we're we're all about good karma around here. And as we grow as a brand and continue to move on, a lot of these other people who are out there doing their damn thing, we want to help them grow. And so let's just build a community of uh, love and good spirits, y'all. And, and, and on that subject, for any um uh, on the fence lesbians who, who have a, a, a cute dykus charm who are looking for kind of like a, a, a bear looking <laughs> looking dude um, at Soul Popo S O U L P A P O on every source of media. Yes, uh, I, I got to soulpopo.weebly.com. Now hopefully you you can fucking help me. Yeah, we're gonna figure this shit out. Cause I B H M podcast one is fucking beautiful. Um, it really is. I, and I need to learn some shit. But that time that would have you at Soulpopo. So uh, let me. once again, so thank you guys for listening to the show. And once again, you can find me at a different state of black.tumblr.com. Find Soul Popo over, excuse me, Dick Popo, Soul Popo. Depends on what his personality yeah, is. 
going on? Yes, sir. Actually, um, and I don't know if we'll mention, well, you mentioned the Nigga Turtles earlier. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to say this earlier just because I feel the reason I'm a bit schizophrenic and have yeah. multiple personalities is because I grew up idolizing and loving the Ninja Turtles. And there's, yeah. you have your leader, you have your, your scientist, you have your jokes who don't give a fuck, and then yeah. you have the I don't give a fuck and I'm angry. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so catch this on a good day. Yes, sir. And if you catch Arizona Verse on Xanny, I'm probably having a good day. Yes, sir. Well, I guess we'll end it on that one. Drugs are bad. Use responsibly. So, yes, sir. Once again, until next time. One.